How do you like those cookies, Motor? Mmm. So, um... They'd kill a dog. How come? All the chocolate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dog killing chocolate sent in by listeners. Good thing we don't have a dog. Aw. Well, uh, the dog. There's that. <laughs> um, this is from... David Burnham. Well, you know what? I should do the intro. That guy from the Talking Hedge? Yeah, hold on. i got to do the intro first. You're listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some beers travel halfway around the world just to get to you, and others are brewed right down the street from where you live. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and look at motor eating cookies. <laughs> I'd just slow you down. I guess. The <laughs> wiping drool on his sleeve, too. <laughs> uh, the best part about beer school is... The homework! The homework, <laughs> <laughs> the homework is beer. Um, and it also, the homework is cleaning out the closet. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the command came from uh, the, uh, <clears throat> the um, CEO... Make sure you clean out the closet. Get rid of all those boxes. I'm like, uh, okay. You talk me into it. Oh, you know what that means. We have to drink beer. We have to drink beer. So uh, we dug into what I call virtual fries and pulled out uh, pulled out what was there and made two piles. What I want to drink for later and what I want. Yeah, that's what we're starting with. What I want to what I want to um, drink today. So. Um, and there's a lot of what I'm going to Can drink you, later. I'm just... I have a premonition. Yeah, you have a premonition. I have a premonition. So, our <laughs> oh, motor's <that's> premonition... <laughs> motor's premonition is homework. Yeah, uh, speaking of homework is beer. Uh, it says, Dear Professors Foster and Motor. And I have, I have to start off by saying, I love how I escaped doing all of that class work and homework and sitting there listening to uh, people, and I've become a professor. <clears throat> By the power vested in letter. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs a diploma (laughs) when there's listeners? Um, (laughs) Thank you. Why are you called professor? Uh, Because of a podcast and somebody calls me professor. Exactly. What's it to you? (laughs) Yeah. What, do you want to be a professor too? Like, you don't even have to get an internet, you know, mail order degree. You can just click, um, have a podcast called School Something, and then you're a professor. So anyway, he writes, uh, I have finally caught up with my backlog of beer school, and I want to send a token of appreciation. Enclosed is a sample of the beer a friend, capital F, and I, capital I, made at the nearest brew-on-premise location. It is a Belgium ale. Per the advice from the head brewer at the BOP, the beer will need to age... Uh, at least until New Year's and should get better after six months. So we're going to try one of them right now. Yes. Uh, The R&D Belgian Ale. Yeah, the R&D. Brewed uh, about 13 months ago. Bottled about 13 months ago uh, at the Flying Barrel in Frederick, Maryland. Cool. So, um, yeah, we're not following your instructions. We're going to try it out first because I want to try it out in about six months so that we can have the... the Oh, it's not 2009? <laughs> right, I think you... Okay, uh, thanks. No, 2008. I think you're We're not in 2009. Don't confuse them already, Motor. I'm confused. So, uh, anyway, there's the there's what we're going to try. Uh, and and the reason why... This is, an, this is really important. The reason why you try a homebrew kind of before it's ready and then after it's ready is that you get, you get to 
see what's happening to the beer as it uh, as it grows up. So, um, and you should be as a homebrewer, you should be tasting your beer at every pro- at every step that you can, so that you kind of know what those what those things are are doing inside your kettle or inside your fermenter or inside your your um, dummy. Yeah, in your belly. So uh, R and D. What is this R and D pale? R and D. R and D Belgian. R and D Belgian ale. R and D Belgian ale. Oh, it smells good. Okay. Smells like a Belgian style beer. In the appropriate glassware. Yeah, okay. we have uh, appropriate glasses. And so, what do you think, Mother? After your first sip, it goes well with chocolate cookies. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> Oh yeah, this is going to be awesome. This person might That's be a monk. Monk, yes. I'm very drinkable right now. Um, I can see wha- taste where. Too green at all? No, uh, it's going to get better. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's not going to. It's not going to get much, much better than this. This is. This is quite, quite. Um, it's better already. <laughs> it's. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Today is wordplay Saturday. <laughs> it's a it's a rare it, we're doing a rare Saturday recording of beers. Isn't that weird? It's freaky, man. So we couldn't uh, have eggs. So then David goes on to say, in addition, while it's not steaks or quahog clams, spelled correctly, you must have looked that up. I hope <laughs> you enjoy the local delicacy from Baltimore. Burger chocolate cookies. Thank you for the podcast. Yes, these are good. <clears throat> so uh we have cookies, compliments of, of David Burnham. From uh, MD, MD, Doctor David, Doctor Doctor Dave. I've been to ba- <laughs> I've been to Baltimore before. There's a big tall tower in downtown Baltimore, an old big tall tower, and like a public market, and a train station, and a ballpark. <laughs> and an aquarium. I've never been to the aquarium. I've actually never been to the waterfront in Baltimore. To the, uh, the the harbor or whatever it is. Mm. This guy lives after the kid from ET. Oh no, that's no, not that would be Elliot. This is Ecolot, Ellicott, <clears throat> different place. Ellicott gets the shoes all shine. And no, that's Endicott, isn't it? We have, we have an expert on really bad eighties pop in here today. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we should introduce our guest. Oh, that's how I get introduced. Endicott gets very bad. <laughs> Okay. So uh, actually, good eighties pop. So sitting sitting <laughs> to my right, or excuse me, to my left, to your mono and to motors <laughs> right, pan center. Or <laughs> pan center. <laughs> Everybody's pan center. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's middle <laughs> is Thomas. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, we're geeking out. <laughs> it's Thomas. And I met Thomas uh, by hanging out at local breweries around, local breweries and taverns around San Francisco. And it's one of those things that over time you start seeing the same people. And you're like, hey, that guy must be a regular here, too. <laughs> and eventually, you know, you get over the, you get over the, the, uh, the, the whatever and you go, hey, how, how's it going? I'm John. Yeah, and it's like it's like you've known each other for years, <laughs> just because you've been. I, you can the same correct places. me. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the way we met is we were both at Magnolia, and Jen said, "You guys need to talk to each other. Why don't you sit over there, about her? <laughs> <laughs> That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, we run in the same 
the cir- same circuit of uh, places. So Thomas is a beer traveler, a beer uh, geek. He's brewed his own beer. He's uh, stored some beer, brought beer back, found some beer in the crawl space. Found some beer in the crawl space at <laughs> my house just the other day. I, I wish I'd have brought it today. I, How old is that homebrew? Um, at least, um, it's got to be at least four years because I brewed, I brewed it in my uh, previous residence <laughs> in Palo Alto, and and uh, so it's been four years. And it, I, I, I remember recovering some of this beer. Um, maybe a couple years ago, so it had been about two years old then, and then uh, a friend and I had tried it, and it was actually half decent. And I didn't realize I still have a couple more bottles well, in there. What, what was, style is it? It's a uh, cherry stout. It's a style Ooh. I've um, tried to, I've, I've done several times. Sometimes they come out r- really phenomenally well, and sometimes mediocre, but they usually yeah. come out. Yeah. Well, that, Stouts tend to be an easy easy beer for that's also brewers. And, that's also a beer that after four years is going to be good. They, they age well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, my first cherry stout I brought to a party, um, it was something like 9%. Uh, wow. <laughs> so it was a big hit, and everybody loved it. And I've tried to duplicate that same batch a few more times with varying degrees so of you, success. So you brewed this when you were in Palo Alto. Does that mean that you went down to uh, one of the Sunnyvale orchards and got cherries from them? Well, actually, yes. Um, the uh, wow. Um, let me think. What's the name? Olson's Cherry yeah, Olson's Stand cherry in Sunnyvale. Stand. Yeah, they would sell all these pristine cherries out there to you know for you know a lot. I can't remember the prices, but uh, they were very not, expensive. They were like twelve bucks a pound. <laughs> yeah, no, for a little basket or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably twelve bucks a pound they were or something. Really and I needed like five to ten pounds. <laughs> well, I had talked to um, uh, the, the woman working there. What I wanted to do with it, I said, "Hey, I'm going to just throw this in beer," and she says, "Oh." Well, the secret is is that they keep underneath the stands, they keep all the cherries that are not perfect, not presentable, and they save it for all the you know little ladies coming by to make cherry pies. You know? uh-huh. So I uh, picked up uh, at significant discount. I'm sure it was only a couple bucks a pound at that point, and that's what I used for the beer. Yeah. But, yes, I got, it, I, I got the cherries right out of Sunnyvale. The Olson's cherry stand. It's kind of legendary. I don't even know if that I wonder if they're still there. I don't know. Because that was the that, that was there was no there's no rhyme or reason why this huge orchard was on El Camino. Oh, there's yeah, total rhyme or reason. Of, uh, well, no, yeah. it, <laughs> it was a whole no, no, Silicon Valley holdout. Yeah, yeah it, it, because the whole that whole region was great for growing, and uh, but they decided that growing chips was more profitable than growing cherries. So this was like the holdout, and uh, and I I used to, you know it was when it was cherry season. I used to drive by and pick up whatever. And uh, I don't remember them being a lot of money. And then one day they were a lot of money. Like they just started. They somebody wrote them up in like the Wall Street Journal or the. Well, they've been legendary around there for yeah. a long time. But I think it all comes down to whether you're buying the you know the the pristine looking ones that you would you know that you present to people versus things you'd mash up and put in beer. Throw in the beer. <laughs> <laughs> And the flavor is probably just now. I'm excited. Now I'm actually excited yes. about wanting to taste that beer because I know that that's going to be you know knowing the origin of it, the terroir, 
The what? The terror. Maybe a letdown. Who knows? I mean, it has been in like crawl space and the terror of the uh, beer for many years. But that's not, not what you very meant. temperature controlled. <laughs> yeah, well, it is San Francisco and it is a it's crawl pro- space, is, so is it's it, probably as yeah. it's probably as fifty five degrees as you can get. It, yeah, <laughs> probably. Sweet. I bet it is. This well, I really enjoyed this Belgian. This is very good. R and goes good R&D. with the cookies. I wonder if it's his first effort. Doesn't say. Must be. Well, the nice thing about brewing on premises, I have friends who do it and do really good beer, and there's always somebody sort of keeping an eye on you, going, hmm, "Do you really mean to do that?" Yeah. <laughs> you need to turn that burner down just a yeah, itty bit. Just turn that down a little bit for you. <laughs> Which is good because if you don't do it that often, you you've got and you're not in the swing of things all the time. You've got somebody sort of reminding you to, you know. Yeah. This is really Well, good. and it's one of those things. When you see a brew on premise, you take the mini tour, and you're like, oh, hey, check out all this cool stuff. And then you get the, the price sheet, and you're like, wow, 150 bucks for beer. <laughs> or whatever it ends up being. Yes, because it's you know the whole packages, the bottles, the ingredients, the storage, the bottling, the, mm-hmm. the everything that you get with this you know with this package, and it says you'll get six to eight cases of, and you do the math on that, you're like, well, that's no cheaper than if I was just getting it from the store, and it's a lot more, a lot more effort. <laughs> but they've <laughs> got all the yeah. fun tools. When my old roommate and I were used to uh, homebrew, we you know would come up with maybe two cases of beer. I think five gallons, about yeah, two cases. About that. And um, you know, we weren't saving a whole lot of money. And then when you really came down to all the cleaning bottles and the work you went through, you know. But you don't do it for that. You you do it so that you can brew the kind of beer you want to yeah. drink. So you can get chicks. And yes, hey. impress the girls with that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I make my own beer. <laughs> Yeah. Can you make your own wine cooler? Well, um, David, <laughs> I want to say, um, enter, en- enter this in, the, you know, about six months from now. Find a, find a, um, find several different uh, contests or judgings that you can have done, and um, see what they think. That's the, another really good way to learn about the about what your beer is. You know what the what the BJCP judge will say. BJCP and then you say judge at the end that's like beard judge certification program judge <laughs> like ATM machine <laughs> right the ATM machine machine my pin number. right or yes. the or the Los Angeles Angels which is Los Angeles is a well, city of Los Angeles so the, technically they're the Angels Angels Lake, Lake Lagunitas is <laughs> chicken coco Vaughn. what Chicken Coco Vaughn is redundant because Coke is chicken. So it's just Coco Vaughn. It's not. So it's, Coco so it's Vaughn. chicken, chicken Vaughn. Yes. <laughs> it's like be, potato, potato chips. That would be like making a, a, a double bock called chicken. Scotch ale next? I believe so. Because we have scotch ales and then some stouts and then the Alpha King. Yeah, and and uh, there's some other stuff that's not in the fridge. So, so uh, where is this from? Uh, Three Floyds. 
Oh yeah, three Floyds. Okay, so Trace Floyds. Trace for our friends. Trace Floyds in Barcelona. Um, let's see. This is one of those. Three Floyds is on. I have to look it up here. On that crummy list. On this crummy list. Yeah, Three Floyds is the second second brewery on this list. Oh, are we going to trash that list? Yeah, we're going to trash the list. I got a good question. Yeah, this is an observation I made walking down to Twenty One A this morning. Do you think you know the homeless people who've got like three or four shopping carts full of stuff, and they all have a sharpie? Do you think the other homeless people are jealous of them because they're so rich because they've got like four whole shopping carts? Well, they they got shopping carts back before they put the security (laughs) wheel on them, so that they. (laughs) <laughs> the security wheel, so everyone knows, is that when you go over a boundary, there it snaps the wheel shut or one of the wheels shut. It's like an automatic parking brake for yeah, shopping carts. Yeah, and so you see all these dead shopping carts on the corner of the the grocery store uh, on Potrero and Sixteenth, aka Unsafeway, and <laughs> and <laughs> Unsafeway, and there's these. Shopping carts that can't be moved. There's a Safeway at Seal Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next Seal. to the Hams Factory. Yeah. Where KQED is. Yes. <laughs> KQED is in the Hams Factory. No, KQ is KQED. They used to be. Okay. I'm sorry. Now they have their own thing going. That's where they make ham. The Hams Factory. I had ham for lunch. <laughs> And soup for lunch. <laughs> oh, we're good at this show. We're good at staying. <laughs> anyway, three floors. We're, we're good at putting together a tight 55 so minute show. This is, <laughs> this is, um, we're drinking a beer called Robert the Bruce. And this is from Three Floyds. And in the little side, it says, it's not on one side. And on the other side, it says normal. And then there's a whole bunch of little words that are around the outside. Oh, these little <laughs> these little words are all the medals that it's won, and then there's a map on the back which does which uh, uh, promotes drinking and driving to and from the brewery. Where is Three Floyd's? It's in um, Monster, Indiana. Monster, Indiana. Monster, Indiana. Monster, Indiana. That to say it once again. That was Ron Howard who sang that song. Wow. Uh, tours are, are on Saturday from 12 to 5. We could call them up and go, hey, we're touring your beer. Uh, get on the phone. They're three hours off? Get them on, they're two hours Get them on the phone patch. Three, two hours. I three like, hours. I like these cookies. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have that chair. <laughs> we're getting closer to actually filing that damn thing. <laughs> so uh, this is a scotch ale. There's a scotch ale in the tanks of 21A. Oh yeah, oh, Melissa's Scotch Ale. Uh, I wonder what the story is behind Robert the Bruce. He's a historical Scotch. You know, if it wasn't figure. red letters, I could wow. actually read this. This is big. Yeah. But, um, it's uh, it says three hundred and fifty-five millimeters. Milliliters. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> That's the um. Oh. So the list that Motor, uh, it, uh, not Motor, but... It's uh, just talking about what the beer is supposed to taste like. The red letters. The motor, the list that Thomas was referring to, the one that he said, so we're going to trash the list, right? Uh, the list is in the latest Beer Advocate. And I 
You know, I'm not a fan of lists because part of it is is that you get a bunch of people together and they go, well, this should be on the list. Well, this should be on the list. Uh, don't forget those two things. And pretty soon, you know, you've got this big list and then they all argue about what actually is, you know, the number that should be here. And then they throw out those and then they figure out how to order them. So some of this is... Uh, some of this is editorial driven that the people who are desi- deciding making these lists have um, you know have their favorites they want something promoted they want they want uh, they want they want to be on the list they want that thing to be on the list they think because it's deserving or because hundreds of reasons and then there's these other things that are on the list because somebody says um, you know those things that Can I purchase up? a full page ad in your magazine yeah. <laughs> Yeah, remember all those. Remember all those full pages of. of you got to put them on the list, you know. And it's the call, and and maybe this isn't the case on this, but I'll tell you what, it sure reads like that. Because there's stuff that's missing from this list that should not be missing from this list in any way, shape, or form. You know, if Hemispheres magazines for United Airlines can put Tornado on a list of beer bars. <laughs> 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 or that Japanese magazine. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> the, the funky, weird Japanese magazine. That, that had a whole thing on Tornado. And, and, and nobody could read it. And like, the no, it's, you know, the wacky sort of graphics, like, blast, and it's like a full-page spread of Polly. Super tasty beer, San Francisco. Was it a fold out? I mean, no, but it was like a full. It was like a full page of him, just like, hey, (laughs) yeah. Any beer list of any list of beer bars that emits a couple of certain places, yeah, is just a little faulty. It doesn't seem tends to lose credibility. I understand (laughs) that this is the people that have done this, Uh you know, and that there's a there's a robot that counts this stuff up and does this stuff. Magically missing from top beer bars on the planet is a choice of of twenty five out of twenty five, <laughs> and I get you know number twenty five Monk's Cafe in Philadelphia, PA. I understand that a fine place, a fine place. Um, I question O'Brien's Pub in San Diego, California, just because the place is remote enough, and you've got to have. Uh, a seeing eye driver to get there and back. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not like there's you know, there's four other places that in San Diego that I would have picked over O'Brien's. Well I do have to they, they don't have a yard a yard house on there, do they? No. no. Good. <laughs> you ever been to I've only been to the one in downtown San Diego and it's I think there are three of them and they say, you know, like They've got like 150 beers on tap or something, but it's one of those places where you go and you start looking at all the beers and you like winnow down the list and you're like, there are about five or six here I drink. <laughs> We've got Miller and Miller Light and Bud <laughs> oh, and, and probably Bud American Ale that uh, none of us have tasted none yet. None of us have tried yet. We got to try that. Well, I'm headed back to Florida soon, so <laughs> you're getting uh, ready for your beer <clears throat> desert. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> there's only a, a handful of beers available out there that um, <laughs> you know, self-respecting beer geek can. So, so I'm hoping it's one of them. Actually, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying it. I, maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. I will say this about this list: this one that we're comparing, the one that you're pointing at, the right one now? that I'm pointing at right here, the one that's blue. It's got uh, blue. Yeah, yeah, it's blue on the top, right? <laughs> and we'll put a link to this somewhere. Pardon me. 
Have a cookie. It'll Thank make you, you feel better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will say this. It's a very balanced list. I mean, it's there's no there, – it doesn't seem to be favoring the East Coast or favoring the Midwest or favoring California or Oregon. Oregon or or well I mean they even put somewhere in Toronto Ontario so it's not a horrible list as lists go it's just that it seems a bit weird what's the, missing from the list that's the what's the the top beer bars on planet earth yeah on top on the planet earth and you know like i said maybe a robot made this list um, and this was the scores of this. But that makes it even more weird, because that means that number 14. Well, I don't think... I, I, it just went and, and lobbied their customers to say, you know, can you write a little review and give us five stars? And, you know, you get enough... You get 14 people that do that, and that skews that list just that way. All right. I'm sure there's... Um Next time the guy comes around, I think his name is Brian. He's the the uh, uh, the celebrator's uh, guy from Tokyo. Mm. There's got to be a really cool, funky beer bar in Tokyo. I'm sure there's more than one. But but yeah, that's the sort of thing. If you're doing on planet Earth, uh-huh. I'm sure there are a lot of places. Well, uh, where's the, where's the one in Dubai? Exactly. Right. Where's the one in Hawaii? Um, that place that's on the beach. Uh, off of Kailua, that used to be. I've never been west I know, of here. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, this is beautiful white sandy beach, and it's you know it's like a tiki hut. There's big old tree growing through the middle of the place. I mean, it's really, really something else. <clears throat> uh, or Barclays. Or Barclays. <laughs> well, right. You could argue. Well, yeah, that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, argue. What's you know? While we're going to get strange about beer, Bar- <laughs> Barclays is possibly a a, a more selection. More diverse, or Jupiter, or Jupiter, um, Jupiter. Hanging out outside of Jupiter on a nice day is fantastic. Yeah. Okay. And uh, here's, or Zeitgeist, or Zeitgeist. Right. There's another example. And Why I'm sure it? everybody at home, listening at home, or on their iPods, on their commute to wherever. Or as yeah, they, they're shouting you know, out something that they know. Right. Yeah. They're like, "What about this place? This place is, you know, this. It may be your local. You may, and you're proud to take your out of town guests there." Mm-hmm. Right, and so really, that qualifies for being you know top beer bar on the planet, like your favorite bar. Or the lists should give their parameters, because you could do you'd probably miss some place, but you could do a list of bars with the uh, greatest number of beers on tap. Well, and you're not right. saying they're a great bar, but you're saying if you want to go someplace that has 150 beers, well, it's like our running joke here with Jack's the Cannery. <laughs> Right. Jack's the cannery, the fresh, I think, has the most taps. In, well, the freshest thing is Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. And you go into Jack's the cannery, and they've got, like, all these taps, and you ask for something. Oh, we're out of that. Right. Oh, we're out of that. <laughs> oh, we're out of that. Oh, we're out of that. I've had the same experience. Oh, you know what's also missing from that greatest beer bar list? Mm, what? Brick's Killer. Yeah. That's, that's you know, and there, Brick's Killer can beat Tornado on, Brick's Killer's 50 years old. Right. So, I mean, Tornado and Brick's Killer... And that's East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> we can't take the Muni to Bricks Keller. <laughs> nope. So it's it's it, it's interesting, but if they it would be I I would be less confused by those lists if they gave their rationale for selection. I'm going to I'm going to do this. The Stuff Sandwich Shop in Pasadena should be on this list. I've never been to that. It's a destination. I mean, you got to you got to order a sandwich and then you order a beer and the guy looks at you and goes, "No." 
<laughs> you're gonna have one of these. Like, why can't I have that? Yeah, I've got a friend who I think aspires to owning a place like that someday, where he can just mess with people. <laughs> what the hell is that? They're working across the street. It's been making. There's noise a reason all day. why we do this on a Saturday. I mean, on a Sunday. That guy's not working. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, the, the I guess the point of this rant about top beer places on the planet is that it, it's really subjective. Yeah. And almost to the point of why is it double spaced out? I mean, they could have just squished it down it a little bit. Because it better on the page, John. No. You I know, know, I know. I know. <laughs> I'll tell you, that's a really good-looking magazine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, uh, although I'm a, I'm a person who stopped reading Wired when it got easy to read. <laughs> Remember when Wired used to write stuff down the sides of pages? And yeah, that I kind of liked that time. version of Wired. <laughs> and you had to wear sunglasses because everything was neon green against <laughs> pink. <laughs> I've got yeah. almost a full collection of like the first five years of Wired. I have every one of them. <laughs> no, no, somebody was... Somebody on Craigslist put it on free. Uh huh. Oh, really? Yeah, and they said every <coughs> every issue to wired back to the beginning, except for some obscure issue. You know, one of them. It's like, yeah, and I loaned it to somebody and never got it back. I'm like, okay, but that's cool. <laughs> so she's like, I'm just gonna put them in the landfill. I mean, put them in the recycle. But if you want them, you can have them. I'm like, all right, that's. You know, it's one of those one of those finds that I'm not I haven't regretted it yet. <laughs> There's like the I remember the little corner sidebar saying that there was this exciting new product out there called Netscape. <laughs> <laughs> I found the Newsweek that I got quoted in about Yahoo back before Yahoo went IPO. What was your quote? It was about using it to find uh, certain weather. No, I wanted to find... No, no, no. There was, so I was scuba diving all the time, and it okay. turned out that the, the NOAA, or the or the or all the buoys up and down the coast, you can go, and you could... They, they're all reporting, and they're, they're, there's right. an electronic file that you can get, or an electronic feed you could get from this. And you used to have to uh, telnet into it, or use Gopher, or some, some obscure protocol to ping this buoy to get the swell and the temperature and the wind and all that other stuff and it turned out i remember that remember that yeah well it turned out that they some guy figured out that hey i can put this on the web this is this would have been 1990 95 93 or 94 you know this is pre all this stuff blowing up and um you know there was the thing in (laughs) wired that was the you know the remember that the the web not the web it was like around the internet and it was two pages, and it was like all the cool places you could IP into. Two pages. <laughs> so, well, maybe it was four, but anyway, it was like it was it was captivating because you'd sit there all night and you'd type it in, and then it would it would say too many connections, or you know, you're in, you're basically <laughs> typing on somebody's work st- or you're talking to somebody's workstation back in the day. And so, um, this was how I remember getting um, the pictures of the comet that crashed on Jupiter. Is that Joe Satriani's song? No, there was a comet. <laughs> there was, no, 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 no. Was, this would have been 19, this would have been the beginning of nineteen ninety four. There was a, or nine, end of ninety three. There was a comet, uh, Shoemaker Levy, that crashed in Jupiter, okay, yeah. and it put these huge spots 
on the planet. So it happened on the backside, and then six hours later, the planets, or ten hours later, the planet spun around, and they have the, tel- I think it was Hubble, maybe, but they had the telescope aimed at it, and they could get the spots. Well, you know, this stuff's not going to show up in the newspaper or magazine for a month, but we all wanted to see them. So we figured out what, you know, somebody put it on the news group about where these were, and logged into the machine, copied them down, and then I put them on a public folder so that everybody else could see them. Nice. And it was like, you know what, this is what the scientist is looking at. <laughs> this is no different than that. And that was kind of like the big mind blow, the beginning of, the beginning of, yeah, the world's changed. I'm, I logged into that scientist's workstation, and I've got the same shots that they have. <laughs> See, the only the only thing I can come up with to compare to this, and I'm busting myself up, is like alt.binaries.women.naked. <laughs> and you had to download all, all the different, stuff. you had to download all the, like, 13 parts. Part <laughs> How do I know this? No. <laughs> you know, porn used to be a lot harder. <laughs> I pieced it together with some programs oh i never had dial up <laughs> you only had wire you no only, we went through this before yeah. I, I had you my cat, first that's what I the first thing i had no i never had a dial up i had uh the the uh the, oh, apple, ricochet. Thing, the, the apple thing first that that went with the quadras oh my gosh the the weird modem yeah the, the weird apple modem yeah. Okay. That you know what, that was a great idea. It never went in. The idea was is that you you put the hardware, the the rudimentary bits of the hardware in this controllable box, and then you could plug into it, and then the software would deal with whatever the the, the protocol was. Mm-hmm. So uh, when V whatever whatever V twenty eight came out or. Was well, it was, it was twenty-eight. Then it was forty-eight. Then it was fifty-six. And you know, the idea was is that here's this abstracted hardware that you don't have to keep buying a modem for because all right. the timings were done in software. Right, but then the uh, open source guys hated it because they they wouldn't they wouldn't publish it. They wouldn't publish the software, so they couldn't <laughs> write drivers for these. So it was that. Then it was a ricochet modem, mm. which was the greatest thing ever at the time. Yeah, and then DSL. I remember ricochet modems. I, there was a company. No, there was a company in Denver that that swooped up all of the technology, and they were going to deploy it, redeploy it in Denver. And uh, a friend of mine calls me and goes, "Hey, dude, we're gonna, you know, we we got an opportunity to bid on this." I'm like, I don't want to be involved. <laughs> you know, it, it's really it's, it's possibly exciting, but I've seen this crash and burn after the last three years, and uh, I don't think iridium. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's a good idea. Iridium. Um, no, it's I, that sounds like the equivalent of going to a garage sale and finding something really cool that's broken and thinking you can do something good with it. Yeah, it's exactly. Well, no, oh, I but, never have it. But, some, but what you know, it's one of those things like. How some, is your 808 drum machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you know, 808 drum machine. Yeah, Thomas actually, is famous on the internet. <laughs> he's quite, you know, the 808 is, is quite. I 40,000 views on my 808 videos. <laughs> and I still get messages once a week from somebody in Europe saying, that's the coolest <laughs> drum machine ever made. <laughs> so wait, wait. You made a drum machine. No, no, no. I, you I, emulated the 808. No, no. I have an actual 808 drum machine. <laughs> I bought it many years ago, but I dusted it off, pulled it out of the closet, 
and made a you know made a video of me playing the drum machine okay. live you know I start programming beats into it and just let it go <laughs> put it on YouTube and before I know and I've got 40,000 views <laughs> me just you're gonna get another bunch <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a link that's a link for the show <laughs> Thomas and his 808 drum machine this show's not going to how I expected it to <laughs> This beer, this is yeah, this beer's great. Oh yeah, we forgot. This forgot, is very forgot to uh, talk about the Scotch ale. Very big. I like Scotch ales. I I figured when hops got really expensive that we would see more. These would these this is the style that would really become popular. That whole hop uh, brew ha ha seems to have quieted down. Well, I wonder if uh, the price has come down like other commodities. Um, I don't know. Well, there's been a whole bunch of people that. Uh, well, people that, solved their that problems. Brewed, that, well, there was a whole bunch of farmers that brewed, brewed, that grew hops this year. Um, there was a guy that I talked to who was growing organic hops for Thirsty Bear, which is the right. Uh, and uh, uh, they were like, "We're gonna, we're gonna buy everything that you make." You know, we're happy about that, and you know, it was not inexpensive, but not uncomparable to what what they were going to pay for uncontracted hops this year. And the other thing that happened was that it may have been overstated slightly. Well, there's a lot of people, I think, re- reacting, going, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Right. And then once they figured yeah, out what they were going to do, kind of like right. things got better. Well, the unknown. Uh, you know, the, and the problem is, is that, you know, like if you talk to Mike McDole, a uh, guy who won the long shot beer uh, product or uh, contest, they're still not going to make his beer because they still can't get all the hops that they need. So uh, the problem is, is that Sam Adams in this case isn't con, you know, they're like, you know, we have all of the hops that we're going to use for our normal beers. And so this abnormal beer in order to get enough of it, it's going to just be too much money to, to make. Whose beer did you bring? Abby's. (laughs) <laughs> Abby normal. <laughs> no. Cream stout? I think so. Uh, speaking of Abby. And I'm going to make an executive decision. We open both the double cream stout so we can have manly pours. Ah. <laughs> ah, the sissy pours. The cream stout has... I didn't lick that one. <laughs> it, I'm sure it wouldn't be a problem if it was Jamie who licked it. <laughs> no, it would not. That was so funny. John, I, put my, I actually put my finger in your beer. Like, <laughs> yeah? Can you we do started it again? fighting over it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a problem. Um, this is... Bell's special double cream stout, and it has this uh, Mandelbrot-looking tree. <laughs> Speaking of geekery, uh, on the on the label, uh, Bell's, by the way, on according to this bing list, bong, bing bong. is eighteen of the all-time top breweries on planet Earth. Wow, it's very dark. See, Thomas has the, the blended. Here, you can get the the last of that. <laughs> well, you can't see through it. 
That's a good chalk that off for an appropriate stout. <laughs> Does it glow red in the sunlight? No, it doesn't glow anything. Wow, that is quite dark. No, it doesn't even glow orange or dark. It's black hole. Ooh. I could drink that all day. I like that. Okay, Very on, nice. our, on our list We're of our three top three, three here today. our top three beers for beer school today, I think this is falling in at number one <laughs> so far. We've never done a top three on the show. <laughs> We've never ordered the beers that we. <laughs> you know what? This is going to be one of these things. That's because we love all beers equally. I know, but we're you know we're very close to doing a show on beer that nobody can get. <laughs> yeah, I told you that's a, it's like a cone. It's a it's an unanswerable question oh, to that's, ponder. That's what cone meant. I thought you meant <laughs> orange cone. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 John. You're being silly now. So what? What I'm I'm fascinated. Let's do some show planning on sure. the air. <laughs> Just give me one. Give me one of the beers that we'll never have. I mean, I've got mine. What would be a beer you never have? Jay Brooks and and Stephen and I were sitting at a uh, Tornado for one of the festivals or something, and we were th- three people who've all had unfiltered Rattaburger. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> right. That's and that's on, that's a. But where are we going to get a bottle of that? That's the problem. You have to give me some beer school budget to fly to Dresden and pick it up. We have we have Radeberger in a box right over here. <laughs> Do you have Prince Albert in a can? Oh, <laughs> we have Radeberger in a box sent to us by the folks at Radeberger. Really? Yeah. Check it out. You didn't tell me about this. Oh. Were you going to wrap it up and give it to me for Christmas? Yeah, well, that's your present anyway, so, you know. This is exciting. It is. Ooh! Yeah, check that out. Wow. It's a bottle big enough to clap somebody up. That's a a half liter. And a pretty Radeberger class like they have in Deutschland. Yeah, isn't that pretty? Ooh. Oh, is that a proper Pilsner glass? I... Figured. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. Tall and skinny. Ooh, it. You know, we need to give out more awards, John. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> why do we give out awards to get free stuff? To get free stuff. Ooh. That's why these guys do these lists. You know, this will go with my uh, my two Radeberger train cars that I have. Oh, nice. Although I don't have a little Radeberger truck. Well, the black box is pretty cool by itself. I think it's really. So it's black. So just so you know. Beers that no one can have, that's one of them. Yes. <laughs> Dresdner Strasse 2 in Radeberg, Germany. Sweet. I like Radeberg. Now I have to sing my Radeberg song. Okay, so here's here's a beer that no one's... Uh, maybe you had it, but pretty much possibly not. Um, uh, uh, Rasputin X. It's last year's anniversary beer from Old Rasputin. I might have, or I might have not had it, but seen it. <laughs> no, I have one, and that's you know that's on the show, right? Um, I'm just waiting for you to say something. No, I thought you were <laughs> going to say something. No. Oh, you're taking a sip, so I have to say something while mm-hmm. you're taking a sip. Um, I'm out of things to say. We could get Mars beer. The what? It's on the it's on one of the lists, and I could I could pronounce it if I was reading it. Oh, this list? Uh the the session loggers. 
uh, somewhere around probably 17 or something. 10.50. That's not a session beer. <laughs> oh, wait, that's a big-ass stout. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. <Okay>. Oops. <laughs> Reading from the wrong list. Top session beer, 17. Or somewhere. Pikeland Pills. No, there's there's Mars. Pen Dark. Ex Sherlinker La Rock Beer Wizen. That's not a session beer. You can have one of those. <laughs> it's the meat beer. It's the infamous well, meat no, beer. No, no, I know that. But I'm saying the Sherlink, Sherlinker Law. La, er, yeah, you can have one of those. And they have like, three of the Sherlinker Law beers on that list. Oh, yeah. Check it out. They have the Marzen and the, and the Bach. Sherlinker Law Hellas. Oh, Hellas. And the... Where's the third one? I think they have the Marzen on there. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know, John. That's weird. Why isn't why isn't um, bitter American on that list? No, because oh, it's not a lot. No, 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 no. Why isn't um, uh, the Texas beer uh, Shinerbach? Shinerbach, Shinerbach Black. Why isn't that on here? Because that Tornado really, isn't on their best beer bar list. I know, but that's really good. And you know, Anchor Steam. That's Anchor on Steam's the nail. Anchor Steam's an ale. It's not really a session lager. See, lager is what's what the the controlling word in the description is. Oh, you know what? It's made with lager yeast. Mm-hmm. That's but it's an ale. That's why there are no Kolsch's or alts on that list either. It's, beer is weird. Oh, and why is Coney Island lager that only came out a month ago? <laughs> Mm. That's mysterious. Look for an ad. Mm, look, for, mm. look for an ad in the magazine. Hmm. Mm. Mm. I was. Oh no, that came out in. Uh, I was there when it was Halloween. It was Coney like, Island is. It was a, like, it's uh, a Hebrew beer, isn't it? Yeah, it's a Hebrew yeah. beer. I mean, that just that that. There's no he, way Hebrew that, the brewery. There's no just way to that, that bit that that bitch. That, I'm sorry that that beer should be on this list. We're getting fiery here. <laughs> We're getting fiery. <laughs> This is controversy have at its had, heart. Have you had this beer yet? M- me no. The Coney Island. It's kind of. It's very red. It's made with uh, this red candy syrup, and you hold it up to the light, and it, and it kind of has that, you know, Coney Island look to it, <laughs> like seagulls and abandoned yeah. hot dogs. <laughs> 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 I went out to I went out to uh, Coney Island once when I was out in New York, probably about this time of the year. So imagine going to uh, imagine going to Santa Cruz to the beach boardwalk in Santa Cruz. But it's snowing. In in no, it wasn't snowing, but it was really cold, <laughs> and there was nobody there, and none of the rides were going because it was like a Tuesday morning or something. I think I've seen those horror movies. Right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like pretty much amusement park and the. Uh, the subway station, I think two or three of the subway lines terminate at, at Coney Island, and it's a huge station, and there was nobody in it. You know, it's like run down, a couple of half-chewed hot dogs, and seagulls beating up pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> obviously an influential moment. It was. I was scarred. Hey, there was snow on the ground in San Francisco this week. I have pictures to prove it. I have pictures to prove it, too. A pile. There was a pile of snow by my house. I think I slept slept through it <laughs> it was still on the ground at 10 in the morning yeah it actually stuck it rarely snow in the whole time i've lived here it snowed twice and it never sticks and once it was yeah. intentional 
I was snowed up on Twin Peaks one year. I actually do. Oh have, yeah, and I, I saw these cars. I live near the Hate, and coming down, coming down the hill, and they had snow on the top of their cars. And I thought, wow, this is crazy. No, they actually um, come to think of it. Nike did a commercial that I think aired during the Super Bowl maybe three years ago, a block from me, where somebody was skiing down the hills of San Francisco. And they did fake snow there. And I have pictures of when they did the fake snow, which is basically that foam that they used to put out fires with. Yeah. Huh. It's it's like uh it's like, you know, when you see the airplane crashing on the runway and they're spraying the foam, it just they spray foam everywhere, but it looks like snow. And uh that's the same place where there was the pile of snow, but it was real snow because I touched it. Hopefully less toxic than <laughs> than foam. Yeah. Yeah. Although other people live places where they're going, snow, it snows here all the time. I'm sick and tired of the snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty much every other place in this country right now, it seems. Yeah, I mean, Seattle. Florida. <laughs> uh, yeah, Florida. But, yeah, um, Seattle got snowed in. Yeah, folks were snowed in in Seattle and couldn't get out. It's a good thing our friend Gary has his own pub in his house. <laughs> That's oh. right. I'm sure he, uh, <laughs> he was like, well. woohoo, I'm snowed in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And dude's like, Woohoo, I'm still in San Francisco. <laughs> Not snowed in. <laughs> I can't get home. <laughs> How was that? That wasn't a very good gene. No. <laughs> it was in spirit. Yeah. Gary gets some very good beer over at his place. He, uh, was it Maritime Brewery? Maritime yeah. Brewery. Maritime IPA, I think it is. Yeah, he likes the IPA. I can remember. Well, he used to be drinking Maritime IPA and sitting out looking at the sound and uh, his place. It used to be Maritime Pale. He was a big, big fan of the Pale. And then when he started showing up at 21A. Oh, did we turn him into a hop head? We did. We turned him into a hop. That is a big hoppy beer, Maritime. Well, they have not one, not two, but four different ipas that they oh, brew is that right? yeah they have a they have an ipa that i think they used to call it ipa 101 and then they have their normal ipa mm. and then they have a double ipa and then they have an ipa made out of one of the three on cask yeah it's like it's like uh uh big time usually has a couple of ipas yeah. on ba- bogwan which is sort of their flagship ipa from the who remembers the bogwan he was a cult leader in Oregon that drove like uh, Mercedes limos. This is new. This is this is a long time ago. This is probably <laughs> twenty. I think this is when I was in college, probably twenty years ago. But yeah, he had a cult in like this big thing, all these followers, and he drove around in in, uh, in Mercedes. So I think that's where Bogwan came from. But yeah, big time has a couple of of IPAs on, and they're all really good too. Aren't those good? Holy shit. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to try one of these. <coughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Somebody's mom rocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's a very rich cookie. Mmm. It goes well that with this. From the burgers from Baltimore. The, uh, Belgian from Baltimore. And it goes well with this uh, double cream know. stout. It goes very well with this double cream stout. <laughs> wow. Burgerscookies.com. This is big. Yep. Yeah, you should uh, call them. To order gift tins by mail, 1 800 398 2236. That's a 2 twos and a 3 6. <laughs> 2 2. And they're only. 
140 calories each. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and they've wow. got, oh, 2% of your daily uh, iron needs are met. <laughs> Probably what flakes off the inside of the oven when they're cooking them. <laughs> it is that old of a bakery. Brewed in an, or baked in an iron oven. That's the whole point of Iron Chef. <laughs> now I get it. Possibly one of the most the one of the grossest things I ever saw on TV was on Iron Chef. What's that? The whale episode? It was octopus battle. <laughs> and they go into the octopus tank and they pull out the octopus, the live one. Takes it over to the oh, the live one. Takes it over to the cutting board. Puts them down. Basically, I'm holding the octopus's head or body or whatever that <laughs> oh, part of it is. And they take the knife and they go around, basically around the octopus's neck or torso or whatever it is that connects the octopus's legs. And just pulls the skin off the top of the octopus's head. I'm like, ah! <laughs> you know, considering how smart those animals are. <laughs> you would think they would know they were about to get their heads cut off and run away because they got eight legs. <laughs> I've seen Squiddly Diddly. <laughs> the funniest Iron Chef that I remember eating, eat, re- eating, re- watching was when the there was an American on the panel, and she didn't know what they were preparing because uh-huh. they used the Japanese word for whale. <laughs> and the first, you know, the second, you know, she's all, "Oh, this is so good! This is awesome!" And then she gets the next, the next bit, and they're like, "Yeah, this is the." This is whale, and she's like, "Can you eat this?" <laughs> Pushes no. his side and gets up off the table and leaves, and can't eat like savages. Must have a lot of food because those whales are big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had uh, they had the gymnasium full of the uh, fans. Hmm, <laughs> whale. All right, so uh, probably make some really good bacon with whale. This is uh, this is labeled trip to San Francisco from a guy named Matt. Hey guys, Matt here. I live in San Diego and will be in San Francisco from January nineteenth to January twenty third for the conference. The that is being held at the Marriott San Francisco Airport. I've been listening to the podcast for a couple of months now, but I'm in the still in the catching up phase. The last podcast I listened to was Beer in the Movies. I think I'm about a year behind because you guys are talking about Macworld Expo or something and the secret party. That's happening again, by the way. Oh. Yeah, but it's more secret. Oh. Uh, I take the trolley to work here in San Diego and listen every day on my ride to and from work. Anyway, uh, I don't know if the rule still applies, but in podcasts I've heard so far, the story is, if you're coming to San Francisco, let us know and we'll meet up and buy each other beer. Sure. Rule still applies. The rule still applies. Exactly. All right, so don't crash the train, okay? Don't crash the the trolley. Don't crash the train. Takes the trolley to work. Don't crash the trolley. (laughs) I know it's a big surprise when people hear their name on the uh, or their letter letter on this on the show. He wrote like a whole page and it says ends with "Hope to hear from you soon, Matt." 
something's going on on the 29th. Oh, that's when Jonathan Colton's in town. The okay. guy who sings Code Monkey and Future Soon and Mandelbrot Set and all that other geek stuff. Flash your slide rules if you got them. <laughs> <laughs> this next song completely in binary. Yeah, exactly. It's geeky that way. One 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 zero one 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 zero one 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 zero zero zero. You know what, Thomas? How come you never got into being, you know, writing geeky songs? <laughs> well, I. How do we know that? Yeah, yeah. How do you know that? <laughs> how do you know that? Well, we don't know. You're not famous. No. I mean, you're famous among us. <laughs> That's. That's true. Beloved, beloved by uh, many near and far, <laughs> has managed to infiltrate that clique of uh, triple rock regulars. Pretty tough. That's pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to have games with burger cookies, like, you know, separating them into the two halves. Or guessing how many cubes of butter go into each cookie. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> this is very rich. Yeah, the chocolate mm. is is overpoweringly rich, mm. but delicious with cream stouts from uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah from Bell's. This is a good pairing. We're into pairing here, right? It's it's beer and food. Uh, beer, beer and food number pairing. five. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of crap for that show. Every show we do is great, John, except for the one where I came up with a new word and I can never remember it. Yeah, why can't you remember your word? I don't know. Damn it, that word was really good, and I was laughing about it. I should have written it down right there. And I'm like, there, now we can't forget the word. Maybe I did, and I forgot where I put it. <laughs> I told the very distasteful joke that I was told uh, the night before last at uh, 21A that I can't say on the air. Oh, the what's what? better then? No, 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 no. Why is this name this? It's the sound you make when you kick it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I I know that your theory is that Jamie is a guy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and hearing that, jo- hearing her tell that joke, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> Confirms that. <laughs> La 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 la. It's not a theory if it's true, John. Well, now it is. It was a theory before. Now, after telling, after hearing the joke being told, definitely. So, what does 2009 hold for us? We're going to San Diego. In the the beer school road trip. Beer school road. Oh my. Talk about beers no one's going to be able to have. I know. Uh, <laughs> rat bastard from Stumptown. <laughs> so describe this trip that we're taking. This uh, is pretty fun. This is this is my usual... Uh, if I had a car, I'd do it a lot more often. It, it's uh, Basically, we're going to head out of San Francisco, and we're going to go up to Hot Monk in Sebastopol, which I am still in love with. I haven't been there yet. Hot Monk is fantastic. I've heard it's like um, it's along the same lines. I think the design philosophy was the same as the beautiful Deschutes Pub in Portland, 
where we're going to do everything right and uh, that cost too much was never muttered. It's just, but it's very sort of rustic, but really nicely done. Really nicely done. Um, good beer, really good food. Then we're going to go to Stumptown in beautiful Greenville, California, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully it'll be pouring rain. And they've got sort of an indoor-outdoor space. We can sort of sit outdoor in the pouring rain. There's a pool table there, if I remember right. There's a pool table. and um, Oh, know. and the last time, I bet you they still remember that I didn't pay for my barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's also, uh, well, they used to have a lot of bras stapled to the roof. They've taken the bras down. Ah. <laughs> but they do have a whole wall of uh, pictures of drunk patrons. Nicely done. And uh, then to Russian River. To go have some, you know, beatification or duplica- duplication. Duplication. <laughs> that's that's you he, know, made a cl- he made a clone of something else. He called it duplication. <laughs> it's all my it's all my Russian River brewing jokes. He cloned he, find, he cloned he Tasty McDoll's beer. <laughs> yeah, he's calling it duplication. <laughs> duplication. He made a really bad batch, but he put it on tap. It's called defecation. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. I just... Come on. <laughs> uh, right. And we'll do it listening to horrible music on the iPod. Yeah. Just to be forewarned, I do have all of Welcome to the Pleasure Dome by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. <laughs> it's so funny it's like because it was a double album back when the uh, only people kids back when uh, things were put on vinyl sometimes you got two records in a set if you're really lucky and like Peter Frampton you'd get three records in a set but Frankie Goes to Hollywood was a double album and the second record it's just like these are two completely different records yep it confused everybody relax Frankie says, "Relax. Don't do Don't it. Don't do it." <laughs> What's this vinyl you speak of? I don't know you know, the very about. first time that I heard that song was in. Uh, I was at. I was at a preview to a movie for, and I'm going to have to look up which movie this is. But it was basically this guy was hired to watch a house that had a telescope in it, and he ten sees a movie. Oh. No, he sees a murder happen. I love that movie. In the house below, it's real. The house looks like a big flying saucer. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's and oh. and the murder is faked. It's like he, she, body double. Yeah, or, it's it is. It's body double. Um, yeah, that's it. Body double. And uh, so it's a rip off a room. And the window. guy has claustrophobia, and he has to dress up like a vampire and be put in a coffin in some movie. He's an actor, and yeah. Yeah, and then, how do I know all this? No, that's right. It's a vampire movie, and the girl yeah. who plays the part in the vampire movie gets killed. Right, well, not really, but he he believes it to have happened. Yeah, he witnesses it through the television. And so then it's to him to go. He decides he's going to cover it up. I don't remember. Don't but spoil he, it. I no, no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> but I'm saying that that song was in that movie. Was that's it? The first, it was. You're that's right. That's the very first time I heard that song. Wow. Yeah. And then it became that song became popular, and and everybody's walk every everybody and his brother is walking around with a shirt that says "Relax" on it. Yeah, or Frankie's. But nobody. Or Frankie says. Yeah, yeah, but nobody knows. Nobody knows the origin of or the the first movie that it was in, and that was it. Well, Welcome to the Jungle was in Deadpool, with Jim Carrey singing it. (sighs) That would be horrible. It was great. 
Oh, I thought that was an interesting it. album, and for some reason they just the best they, album at all of all times. Frankie Goes Hollywood. Uh, no, oh, not. No, I was talking uh, about Appetite for Destruction. Oh, oh okay. But, <laughs> no, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that their only album though? Yeah, they just kind of yeah. So double album. Well, yeah. it just seems like such a product. Mm. It seems it seems like it's so like well all the first like sweet. Like the first five or six songs, they're all, you know, we could go through them on because they're all on my iPod. Uh, and then you get to the other side, and you've got like uh, Ferry Cross the Mersey and uh, Do You Know the Way to San Jose and all that weird stuff that's the rest of the album. Now that I'm not familiar with. You're not familiar with the well, set? Well, yeah, my, my old roommate had the CD, and maybe the whole we listened, double album wasn't on the... We listened to that thing over and over again when I was a freshman in college. Are you farting, John? No, I'm just reading, <laughs> I'm reading this list. The buzzed about beers, and I'm, I'm going to say... Didn't have it, had it... <laughs> Didn't have. Wait, did have. Did have it. Had it. Had it. That never made it here. Didn't have it. Had that. Had that. Had that. Didn't have it. Didn't have it. Had that. That never made it here. Had that. That was good. No, no. Yes. Number 18. Had that. That was at the Barrel Age Festival. That wasn't. That wasn't. So the rest of them I haven't had. So out of that list, I've had half of the beers. Sweet. Out of the buzzed about beers. That's with a pretty uh, sort of cornflowers blue header. Yeah. And out of the list, the the uh, the two things that stood out on that were the uh, Deschutes XX. And the angels share, which were the top, which top five. Ooh, we're having that. What's yeah. next? Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> okay, so I've only had one of the. I've only had this once before, um, and thank you. Oh, I can't. Yes. <laughs> Sticking with our dark wintry beers. Yeah, from Bell's. These are great beers for this cold weather. Yeah, it is kind of cold today. Well, it's been cold. It's warmer than it has been. Well, the sun finally came out. So this is another stout. And this pours like goopy motor oil. Yeah, and it pours exactly like I remember it. <laughs> what is this? Bell's Expedition Stout. This was... this. Well, I remember having this before. Mind blow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not... I'm, I'm not understating this at all. It's like or, last night or the other night when I uh, got my mind blown by that South Park episode. Oh yeah, Boobage. The, uh, the <laughs> what was the name of what was it called? I think it was called Boobage. Boobage. All right. The when Kenny's Kenny's uh, hallucinating, hallucinating cat urine that he's in the movie, <laughs> he's in the heavy movie. metal. Yes, I have plans to go to uh, to go uh, for all you people in San Francisco. One of I think. Uh, personally, my favorite, coolest beer trick events that goes on <coughs> is when uh, Dave McLean, the 
brilliant, brilliant, friendly, great guy, owner of Magnolia, imports casks from England and puts them on at the brewery. And when that, that happened? That starts this Monday. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to be out of town. <laughs> Just ditch the family. <laughs> They're going to do. I think it's the last. Um, it's, I think it's the. <clears throat> they have a cask of winter warmer. I think. Yeah, they kept. They kept one extra. They started with a cask of winter warmer, and then they've got their list of the different beers. They've got. I think they've got five barrels from England, and they put them on one after another throughout the week until they run out. So I'm going to be at Magnolia a lot this week, <laughs> and why not? Sounds great. <laughs> um, I do know this: that winter warmer. As I described on the Twitter, was the best gra- the best glass of Christmas I've had so far. <laughs> that is true. The outstanding beer. Oh, speaking of beers you'll never have. <laughs> For the record, John is laughing like Satan. <laughs> it's, like, it's it's we're no different than this magazine right now. We're absolutely... We've become them. We don't have pretty blue headers. <laughs> Although, I met this guy on the cover when I was at the Craft Brewers Festival. You do great audio programming, John. <laughs> Everybody at home, hold, look hold at Hold it up I'm, to the microphone look at so what we can I'm all pointing see to, everyone. <laughs> okay, just so you know, my new, my new show for 2009, I'm doing seven of them, and one of them is Mime School, and all it is is a laugh track. <laughs> My uh, my New Year's resolution, and, and that's not that's not the email format. Mime. Oh, my. that's pretty geeky. Um, almost as geeky as singing in binary. Oops, probably turn that down so I don't get those little ticky noises. What'd you just say? Nothing. Well, back to uh, Mag- Magnolia and their um, the casks that they're getting from England. Um, I recall a couple of years ago they had a they had a cast from I think it was the York, what a brewery in yeah probably York and that was fantastic. Um, well, we can uh, we should seg into something that is sort of format talking about beer travels and yes. uh, the market porter. If we're going to start talking about casts, oh yeah, Thomas and I have been to the uh, the, the the best bar. I think it's the best bar in London. Why isn't that on the list? Oh, yeah. Why isn't that on the list? Or uh, the for White Eagle at Parsons Green. If you like cast condition data. The White Eagle is probably better respected than, than Market Porter, but I like Market Porter better. Uh, the the White Eagle is where you can get uh, Sierra Nevada. <laughs> they had a cast <laughs> festival where they had casts of Sierra and some other stuff. Remember earlier in the year when Harvest showed up at the Tornado again? Yep. And it was Sierra Nevada's harvest specifically, and it was like, wait a minute. Oh no, no, this was in the springtime when harvest showed up, and we're like, wait a minute, why are we having? Yes. We had harvest last year. Why are we having harvest again? And it was like, oh, this is from the southern hemisphere. Yep. Really? Yeah. Yep. It was, it was hops from New Zealand that got flown over on a seven forty seven without exploding it, and. Uh, uh oh, oh, big old so, jet airliner, so Thomas. Of this yeah, expedition, like stout. Wow, yes, these are all very. What would we four for four now? These are very. Yeah, these are very. Good. These are very good. Uh, yeah, this is. This is if this is as if this would we, go good with his chocolate cookie as well. Yeah. This is, <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think only two of those chocolate cookies are uh, two. Are, two are my limit. They are absolutely <laughs> delicious, but. 
this would go well with a with a um, with a goat cheese, or it would go well with a well, you know, pick your cheese, whatever you kind of enter into, um, or some dark chocolate. Yes, I, I was thinking more like sweet stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, if you have a, a light goat mm. cheese, there's Man, there's some sweet to that. That's big. What? Um, and it's it? not. It tastes big, but it's not that big. Uh, ten point five is pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, this you're right. Okay, so it is ten. Yeah, I think. But yeah, I like this, the way that the, it sticks. Uh, this was the. Um, it sticks to the side of the glass. It, yeah. The double cream stout was six point one. No, but you can definitely taste this expedition. Wow, very good, very nice. If uh, if anybody's interested, we should put a link to this. Um, there's a great website called uh, it's sf.eater.com, and it's all it's sort of like restaurant gossip. But they a d d e r eater. Don't confuse the listeners. <laughs> no, it's spelled F U C. One of the, one of the things they've done is they send a photographer around to uh, different places to snap scenes at different bars or different different restaurants. First one they did was Magnolia. <laughs> That's better known as the "I'm drinking my coffee. I'll get to you what I." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh yeah! Speaking of mime school, here you go. This will this will stop John in his tracks. <laughs> Can't you see I'm busy drinking coffee? <laughs> you did see you did see my post about going to Magnolia to enjoy winter warmer and get abuse from Hillary. It's so mean. It is, but it, she wasn't even there, so person. I just got winter warmer. No abuse. <laughs> kind of <missed> <clears throat> another another hardworking Magnoliaite. Oh yeah. <laughs> so sf dot eater e a t e r dot com, and then just search for Magnolia. And they've got a lot. They got a lot of nice pictures. They got pictures of the taps. E e d. They got a picture of the kitchen. Oh, did you see the video that Dave sent out about making scotch eggs? No. All right, we'll post that. Here's too. one for the ladies. <laughs> Ryan? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just getting there, get pouring some pictures of people pouring beer. Nice. You got it. Yeah, making scotch eggs. Good scotch eggs are good. Bad scotch eggs are horrible. Made with uh, quail eggs and duck. Bacon. And bacon and mm. egg and egg and dipped in cheese and bread and fried for four minutes and yeah, good and good for you. <sighs> exactly, it's like the weave of bacon. Remember that? Did you see that? <laughs> the this weave week? of bacon. Was somebody, that for real? Somebody did somebody <laughs> actually do it? Somebody? No, there's pictures of going of it going around. The inner, still in the conception stage. <laughs> the inner the inner nerds got got excited about this and. Uh, and uh, sent this picture of bacon weaved together, and then they at the end they took the weave and they ra- they rolled it into a roll and they stuffed it with something else. And see, my theory 
is you could make patties out of bacon. Woven bacon. But you would have to, basically what you would do is you would take the bacon and have it in very thin strips. They're like an eighth of an inch long. And you would weave them three-dimensionally. So there's a lot of empty space on the inside Mm -hmm. and all around. So you have sort of like a, like hay or something. I don't know. But... If you like just had a big, thick piece of bacon, like it would a, be hard to chew and gross. A basket but, of bacon. Yeah, it's like a woven basket of bacon. <clears throat> so that when I hear you, you can it, order a basket of bacon and yeah, but this would be, <laughs> this would be bacon made into the shape of a basket. Or just a patty, a three-dimensional patty. But, um, oh, Jaime orders, uh, in one of our OBF traditions, yes, is going up, and it's not on the menu, <laughs> getting a basket of bacon at Lucky Lab. <laughs> we just sit there eating bacon. No. What's wrong? You know, absolutely. I wonder why my cholesterol number. You know what? This is the problem. I loved lunch today, but what I really should have ordered was chips and bacon. <laughs> and I would have been way happier than what I had. The pancetta on the sandwich was weird because whenever I bit into it, I thought I was biting into raw chicken. Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to say that that pancetta done like that is not a good idea because it gets rubbery. Yeah. Ugh. And it should be crunchy stuff, right? Imagine that pancetta being crunchy it would have been way better. Exactly. Typo in Proposition Eight defines marriage as between one man and one werewolf. <laughs> or not werewolf, wolf, wolf man. man, wolf man. Activists on both sides of the gay marriage debate were shocked this November when a typographical error in California's Proposition 8 changed the state constitution to restrict marriage to a union between one man and one wolf man, instantly nullifying every marriage except those comprised of an adult male and his lickanthrope partner. <laughs> lickanthrope. The people of California made their voices heard today and reaffirmed our age-old belief that only the only union sanction in God's eyes is the union between a man and another man's possessed by an ungodly lupin curse. <laughs> now, do you think you can get away with it if you're just really, really hairy? <laughs> well, who's the wolf man? <laughs> the wolf man's the hairy guy. Yeah. What if there are two hairy guys? That would be a wolf man and a wolf man. No, it's always a bear and a cub. It's not two bears. <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> You're listening to Beer Schools. <laughs> Where we could you know, simulate you... hanging out in a bar and drinking all afternoon. <laughs> oh, yeah, we were going to talk about that. All right, so, so, um, so all the people, this is to all the people that believe that this show is too long. And off top. That's <laughs> what I say to them. And off top. Okay. So imagine you're hanging out with your friends at your local, drinking whatever, watching the game or not watching the game, or watching watching the crashing channel or maybe with sexy girl's finger in your beer. <sighs> One can hope. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> So you're hanging out watching you're hanging the, cra- out. the Crashing Channel. You're watching the Crashing Channel, drinking beer, eating bacon. <laughs> bacon weave. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that, as far as I'm concerned. And the only thing that stops that is the... The homework! Is the dreaded, <laughs> is the, is the dreaded words, last call. And you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> Which at some bars means it's time to go to the Tornado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or O'Reilly's. <laughs> Done that too, or uh, what's that other bar? Oh, uh, yeah, Mad Dog in the Fog, or uh, 
something. Vesuvio. Lots of places to go, but anyway, the idea is is that um, the show is, is it, the show is much like a session. You're hanging out with your friends, you're having a good time, you're talking about nothing, and you're drinking beer, and all is right. And so, if you think that the show is too long, maybe you're not drinking with us. Help. That would help. Uh, I know that a lot of people have said that you know it's really fun to hang out drinking beer with you guys. It's <laughs> as if I'm there with you. Well, we've had that feedback more than once. The other thing that happens is is that uh, I know for a fact that if you listen to the shows like Not Belgium or the Beer and Listener Mail or the other shows that go on for a really long time where we're really wasted by the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not wasted by the end yourself, it's kind of annoying. Because uh, <laughs> I've listened to those shows, and I have to say, wow, somebody should have taken the microphone away from me a long time ago. <laughs> but um, you know, that's the that's I'm you know I'm not going to apologize for this, but that's the nature of the show. That's the way it goes. And uh, you know, sometimes the story won't get told until there's been many beers. It's like somebody going out looking for soft Christian rock and going, maybe ACDC is soft Christian rock. <laughs> I don't know where you get that idea. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, you know, it's like the, uh, I, I, sometimes there's stories that you don't tell. And I, and I told the story the other night of not selling the name beerschool.com to an unnamed big brewing company. And uh, didn't know that that would strike the chord that it did. Oops. <laughs> but I wouldn't have told the story if it hadn't been, you know, the end of the night, was happy, seemed like a funny story to tell, lots of people laughed, ha ha ha, except for one person. <clears throat> oh. And, you know, we rarely, 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 rarely edit the show, and it's only if I say something actionable that somebody might get arrested for, <laughs> or uh, we might get, I might get sued for. Your school legal department tells you. To well, know. there is that you know uh, and some, underage friend sleeping with rock star. <laughs> <laughs> no. You remember that one, John? <laughs> what are you talking about, Motor? <laughs> I didn't say anything. There are no details in that one now. <laughs> All I know is is that there's I gave lots, you an exact. There's I lots. There's lots of rock stars and lots of <laughs> underage kids. Uh, you know, by definition, one, by definition, <laughs> and and by definition, rock and roll sort of attracts that. Exactly. So, That's why they call it rock and roll. And you know, they invented rock and roll and sex and drugs and beer and all that stuff goes together. Uh, and whether it wants to or not, you kind of have to. Yeah. That clip got burned. <laughs> See, that was a case where uh, where it was long into the show and we had been drinking. I go, oh yeah, well, oh yeah, I remember this. Remember that time? Here's this person's name and this other person's name. And the, and here's this. the dates when it happened. Said, God, we have to take that out of the show. <laughs> so anyway, it's all about. The homework. It's all about a long. It's all about no. It's all for all you lonely people at home. 
Yeah, well, we've decided that all your friends are boring when you go drinking. And I'm going to say this. Uh, next <laughs> next year's show that you really, really are going to like is Mime School. <laughs> Mime School. <laughs> and uh, Mime School's not going to be that long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. One of the very first people that I'm going to interview is the mime from uh, the movie uh, uh, The Aristocrats. <laughs> what do you call the act? The Aristocrats <laughs> doing the. He's. <laughs> 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 So you're already doing the mime. Keep, <laughs> keep going. This is what it's going to be like. Keep going. Right. Keep telling the joke. People won't understand the joke. <laughs> so as I was going to say half an hour ago, <laughs> as I was going to say half an hour ago, when I roll over this week to Magnolia to uh, to go have some fine cask beer. I'm also going to go buy Amoeba and buy Heavy Metal. The, the movie. Because I was just floored when I saw it on South Park. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's art. <laughs> I'm just so doing mime school. <laughs> you have to get better mics. Yeah, you know, they got to be directional. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll never pick all the all the subtleties up. <laughs> uh, wow. You know what? We're getting really good at doing this show. These guys do not have <laughs> anything like the mime school section of their thing. See, so it says the people have spoken. Our section. John, I, I was skeptical when you said you're going to do a podcast called Mime School, but it seems to be working. It's working. <laughs> We're enjoying it. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't think jo- John's been locked in a box. <laughs> Clearly, they're lesbians. <laughs> We're going to do Mime School with closed captioning, though. <laughs> then only the deaf people will get the joke. But <laughs> oh, it's degraded to that. Do we have any more beer? Are we not there, there beer? Oh, there's no beer in Thomas's there's glass. There's no beer in Thomas's glass. Um, and I'm enjoying this expedition. So I'm going to suggest we wrap up by uh, having our tongues raped. Mm. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you can just go back. That's He was miming. I have to go. So, glad you didn't see that. Oh, we have two of everything. Yeah, there's two of everything. You know, you know what? The one of the uh, things that I have to put up here with here at beer school. (laughs) So, okay, as we've mentioned, it's cold in San Francisco right now. It is December. 20th or something. Or yeah, 19th. tomorrow's the solstice. Um, oh, these aren't the same. No, there's they are, but there should be. I know, I'm working on it. John, you have to... You have to no. Oh, there's a cold one and a warm one. Well, then let's just open both of them and just 
finish figure out what start with the mild ale um wearing shorts i'm still wearing shorts even though it's december always uh, shorts and when i'm fishing stuff out of our uh, our ice bucket mm, cold water drips on my legs that's exciting <laughs> that's exciting nice story motor <laughs> uh, pardon me what is everybody else doing what what are all of our beer school listeners doing for the holidays yeah <clears throat> that's what we want to know so don't send christmas cards send christmas emails saying hey this is what i'm doing uh if you're home for the fi- if you're home with the fam if you're home for the holidays if you are out and about if you uh are like me and don't believe in, in hanging out with your invisible man. Um, Santa Claus is not invisible, John. That's what I'm saying. Some people have invisible men that they like to hang out with it. I don't. I like hanging out with the claws. Not me. I find the um, I find the druids, I, the hippie chicks that like to get naked and dance for the for the uh, for the solstice. That's the solstice. Tomorrow. That's one last thing on expedition. Uh, yeah. It leaves that great lingering oh, color stout in the glass. Yes. <laughs> it's got it. It's been grayed. <laughs> it looks like pollution almost. We have one of these. Just one. Okay. Yes, an appropriate um, four ounce pour. Speaking, but we have a cold one and a warm one. Speaking of solstice, when I was working in the lower area, yes. I was describing hanging out at solstice in Seattle. Thank you. And, uh, you know, how the the guys spent three days decorating the place, doing their installations, getting their art ready, hanging branches and all the stuff up on the, hippies. up on the, yeah, hippies. <laughs> and then, then opening day showed up and there was these fire expedition, you know, fire exhibitions outside that were, you know, some installation that happened at Burning Man or right. some guy hauled down there. And at some point the whole thing starts and they have this this uh, big bread and it's about the size of this table and our table is you know your typical four feet in diameter four, yeah four feet in diameter and this bread got everybody went into the middle of the room the bread got hoisted they said some magic words and Deus then, Maximus Bredus something like that maybe they mimed it and then everybody broke the bread apart and then we took the the pieces of bread back to the table and shared them with uh, all the other people so I'm describing this this event and the guy looks at me and says, you're hanging out with pagans. <laughs> and I'm like, you said that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> and he's like, well, it is. I'm like, who doesn't want to hang out with the pagans? They party fun, you know? It's like <laughs> there was food, there was beer, there was dancing, there was music, there was... And I stopped there because we weren't allowed to dance in our school. Right, that meant getting close to girls. And so then I got I got the riot act read to me in a air quotes kind of way, you know, basically about why everything that I had been doing was not considered the c word. There is a very interesting. Uh, tie-in in los angeles and i can i can find you a couple of books on this between uh, fundamental christian like churches and the city of los angeles all sort of going back to los angeles's large population growth came uh, a lot of the great depression a, a, 
and a lot of people moved out from the the Midwest and mm-hmm. were very religious and all this. And at the same time, you had the growth in radio and then television. And there was because of the form of Los Angeles, all of the immigration of uh, people who were more religious and conservative than were there and mass media you got the start of the growth of a uh, big sort of like mass media of church fundamentalist things that still exist to this day in la which was the home of uh dr eugene scott as we all know <coughs> patron saint of beer school <laughs> yeah that guy <laughs> all right so speak if, if you ain't sending no money i ain't preaching until you send me some more money i'm gonna now watch pictures of my horses <laughs> That could be like mime school. <laughs> That's right. Sending money, or we're going to mime the rest of the show. We're not going to describe the mimes until you send us money. Well, there's the uh, there's the famous. <laughs> remember the uh, remember the the cover of uh, National Lampoon. Where the which co- which one? <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, it's, Motors it's miming a, the wait wait wait. The, the photograph. The photograph is a picture of this cute dog with a gun to its head, and the, the and it I says, have this album. Buy this magazine, or we'll shoot this dog. <laughs> I have this out al- multi CD album now. I was going to say, uh, oh, we should raise a toast to Mr. Dave Morey, who's now. Uh, pretty much mostly retired up in the land of bells up in in michigan uh yesterday on the air is that where he went yeah how is he gonna be on the show now uh they're doing you don't listen to kfog no how are we gonna have him on this show oh we're not (laughs) (laughs) um he played one of the songs that i remember from like eighth grade dances sad eyes Sad eyes knew there'd come a day when we would have to say goodbye. I remember when this was a new song. I remember, I'm like, oh, oh, eighth grade dance. <laughs> Pride and joy, mild ale from three Floyds. And I can actually read this because it's not red. Um, <laughs> That's sort of ironic. No, because the, the I light, know. Think of what you said, though. I can read it because it's not red. It's Wordplay Saturday here at Beer School, John. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the beginning of Mime School. I recognize that. that comes from the Rubber Chicken series where they. They uh, spoof Star Wars and the yeah. When, but see, then there's when Darth a- Vader says, Darth Vader says, you know, we'd be honored if you join us for dinner. And so then, well, Rubber Chicken goes, well, this is what the dinner was like. Before you arrived, <laughs> before you arrived at twenty first, did we just geek out again? Huh? We did. <laughs> before you arrived at twenty first Amendment today, <clears throat> Maya said, "Motor, what are you eating?" And I go. Does it look like I'm chewing on something right now? (laughs) Because it's Wordplay Saturday. (laughs) All right. It says, a classic session ale. See? Okay. Check the list. (laughs) Check the list. Is it on here? No, 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 no. He's going to say no 25 times. No, 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 no. Okay. Not on there. This is very good. Excuse me. Um, a classic session ale that combines subtle 
I was going to say something else, but Subtle it's malty, maltiness with an American citric hop nose. Pride and Joy is an American version of a British mild. And the slight haze in the bottle is from bottle conditioning, where yeast is added to the bottle for a secondary fermentation. Ooh, that is nice. Yeah, it's very nice. Ooh, that's a tasty beer. That's a tasty beer you got. I probably should have start, done this one right after the. Uh, well, because I didn't see that R and D red. I didn't see that one. I just saw the the uh, the hoppy one, and so I figured we'd wrap oh, up with the hoppy one. Yeah, so we'll, that's why we'll that wrap one with the hoppy one. But this was a this is a good this was a good beer to have after that huge expedition stout. Yeah, you know, kind of uh, reset the palate, kind of get rid of the viscosity, the uh, viscosity stu- breakdown. You don't yeah. get that with castor oil. <laughs> hey, John, what's your audible pick of the week? <laughs> you know what don't get me started about that bullshit we never got paid for that campaign Ooh, i'm really unhappy about, know that. about that now you know <laughs> no there's you know like um, we'll talk about delicious trimmer pilsner <clears throat> the world's greatest bottle opener well, you know what? We could do an audible pick of the week, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> Gotta. No, I think that, you know part of it is is this is the this is the thing, right? I did the campaign a year ago when we were doing the when we were doing the show. This was on Mac Break Tech. We never did it on on uh, Beer School because the problem is is that. I didn't. I didn't believe in the product, and if I don't believe in the product, it's really a tough thing for me to 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 want to sell, to want to participate. Mm-hmm. And the the problem that I have is is that if I'm going to buy an Audible book, I'm probably just going to buy a book. Uh-huh. What you know, like like a. Uh, Omnivore's Dilemma is a good, good example, right? I can get the book for 35 bucks if I buy it outright. But if I buy the subscription, then I'm stuck with the subscription for a whole year, and I'm going to spend way more than the 35 bucks. And I may or may not get the value of that of that subscription. Huh. But then you get Alice Shrugged. And then you can tell, you can impress all your libertarian friends by go, yeah. I know, I've read Atlas Shrugged. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't no, I, I think that. You know, it's like this. Um, it's the uh, best deal ever. You just get Atlas Shrugged at sixty-six hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, or you can just queue Beer School for the last seventy-five <laughs> yeah, episodes, uh, episodes and two uh, episodes, and then please demand me getting up all the stuff that's still in the archive. That like story of IPA and beer and listener mail part one and two and three and and the Trumer show and oh the what's the, Nico's fridge 17 what's Nico's fridge 17 uh, <laughs> the show the show with Rob Widmer um, the show with Rob Widmer yes um, and I probably what I'll probably end up doing is I'll probably end up finishing that over the next two weeks and I'll dump it out all at the same time it'll be our gift to the listeners and it'll be here's here's all the stuff that we recorded in 2008 but never for whatever reason, got around to fixing or making or doing. <laughs> you know what it's called? The Greatest Tits album. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could get behind the Greatest Hits album. <laughs> or in Monty That's not what you said, or, though. Or Monty it? Python's Contractual Obligation album. 
That was a funny album. <laughs> I sit on my face and tell me that you love me. I'll sit on your face and tell me I love you too. <coughs> I love to hear you moralize yeah. when I'm in between your eyes. Blow me away. <laughs> sit on my face and tell me that you love me. Now that's a beer song. That's a beer <laughs> I'll sit on my face and tell you too. And I don't remember the rest. How about. I like traffic lights. <laughs> I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights. But only when they're green. <laughs> I yeah. like traffic lights. <laughs> <laughs> Although my name's not Bamber. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Henry Kissinger, Alan <laughs> Missinger. <laughs> Finland, 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 the country where I want to be. <laughs> I like So I think tiny. I got a short pour of this. Uh, I like just another. Isn't there another one? Yeah, it's warm. Oh, oh. sorry. Well, whatever. We can dump it in the ice. It'll be cold in 10 minutes. <laughs> Now this is a bottle condition, Dale. You know, I I tried once to take the um, yeast residue out of a bottle condition beer and culture the yeast, and I had no success. I suspect that the yeast doesn't really live all that long. Wait. Oh, it's Sam Adams. Oh, this is that weird. Okay. The cap. The cap looks like New Belgium. No, that's the Sam Adams. Um, uh, hoppy st- uh, uh, hoppy pilsner, imperial pilsner, an intense hop experience. It does the, the the lid really does look like a New Belgian cap. This is a beer that Kaiser would be proud of. Oh geez, it's bright in that room. Yeah, no, I know. I just it's like you walked into the sun, John. Well, I needed to open it. Oh, it melting. is bright. I'm What's this? Oh, this imperial! See, this never made it to the to the west coast. I think I can clean glass. Oh, there's more glasses, so yeah, yeah feel free. <clears throat> this beer is not on the list. We're <laughs> <laughs> back to the list. No, I'm sorry that this list pisses me off, and here's this is the reason why. Um, uh, they don't have a list of best podcasts, and we're not at the top of that. No, no, no. no. That's and what pisses you know what? me off. No, no, no. These guys have talked about us before. I'm happy with that. That's okay. Um, but the thing that really pisses me off about the, these lists is, is it's simply this. I don't like what you like, and you don't like what I like. Or I don't have to like what you like, and you don't have to like what I like. So, for example, while I believe that the Bell's Expedition is a fine beer... And I would be happy to drink that every other day. Ooh, there's some left, too. Yes. There Um, is. How did did you miss that? How did I miss that? (laughs) Um, So it's a fine beer, and I'm happy to drink it. Not everybody's going to be thinking that this is one of their top 25 beers. Oh, I mean... Well, that's the folly of lists, is that you're just trying to... That's a, that, I think that's the title of Malcolm Gladwell's next book, The Folly of Lists. <laughs> I think that they were going to call. Or I think I think that we're going to call the show The Folly of Lists. So that's the name of the show, Folly of Lists. Well, it's, it's what I call the uh, my, my cigar theory. 
or my cigar practice. Yeah. As as we know that there there are a couple of people that uh, I hang out with, Mr. Foster being one of them, Mr. Espinosa being another one, and Nico who really like cigars. And Nico. And oh, yeah, and Nico who always come up with really interesting cigars, and I'm just sort of like, you know, I can appreciate what you appreciate, but they don't really do them for me, so I'm not going to smoke one. It's also the same thing a lot of the time with uh, nice scotch. I've got a friend who's really into scotch. Yes, yeah. And I'm like, I can appreciate this, but I'd rather have a beer. Yeah. And it's like that with, for me, it's Belgian Further, beer. You're, you're trying to tell them, don't waste it on me. Yeah, it's basically, yeah. Don't yeah. waste your cigars. Don't I waste your expensive scotch on me. I just, well, just taste Especially it. my well, scotch friend. My scotch friend took a long time trying to try this. Try yes, this. I go, yeah. I get it. I just, it's not for it's me. It's not your thing. It's not my thing. It's like, um, it's like, um, it's like but, bourbon, bourbon barrel aged stouts and porters and that. Right. I appreciate yeah. them, and I've had some things that were awesome. But I've asked, I've had some other things that you know tasted like <laughs> to channel the mind show. Again. Your yeah. chair? <laughs> no, I'm pointing. You're pointing at your chair. He's pointing at his. Oh, the interface between you and the chair. Yes. Ah. Oh, oh, I get that. Yeah, they, they've tasted like jeans. <laughs> Tasted like my wallet, right? And <laughs> oh no, wait. you know, Motor's description is the best in the whole world. Is like it tastes like <laughs> a rum and coke that got left out overnight. <laughs> it's separated. It's separated into ice <laughs> and and middle, and then it's dark down on the bottom. Like it's, 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 it's I, done, and there's a, and there's a cigarette that's put out. <laughs> I've heard this description. And somebody, <laughs> and if you, spot on, yeah. And if you taste that, you're like. Yeah, it tastes like a barrel bourbon aged beer. <laughs> yeah, watered down. Yeah, sometimes. No. Yeah, sometimes. It's you know, and it's just this intenseness of, yeah. and and there's people that are like, oh, it's the best thing ever. I'm like, you know, that's not for me. I'm I'm just not a fan. But there were barrel at the barrel aged beer festival at uh, at Hayward this last time. There was half of these things that we're going to call the rum and coke. Yeah. cigarette <laughs> things and then there was these other half that were that were uh sours i like whiskey sours right but you're not a, but your <laughs> motor's on a set sa- well you kind of like sours maybe yeah i do like sours so except sours so like i like sours except sours um mess up my belly Oh right, I get really like acid Cause reflux because the, the, the bretomyces and the, yeah, the, the the bug that's in it. Belgian sours are just like, mm. yeah, I love them, but they don't love me. It's like chorizo. Oh yeah, hmm. I love chorizo, <laughs> but chorizo doesn't love me. So if I make it, I get a. It, it's I mainly make, the slimy grease. I could make a joke about that picture that you showed earlier, but I'm not going to do that. So uh, <laughs> don't make me punch you. I'm not. <laughs> it's my little buddy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making. I'm just saying. I could make a joke, and I didn't. I've already said everything that I can say, and I can't say anything more about it. So, there you go, Popeye. Well, back but, to the list. But, I, you know. but, but I'm just going to say that in the in you know the things that I loved at the Barrel Age Beer Festival were not things that were the people's choice. Were not things that people were like into because there were other things like Angels Share, uh, Bart. Um, Bart. There was a beer that was called Bart. And was it this was, Moonlight? That sounds like a Moonlight. No, name. it wasn't Moonlight. It was somebody else, and it was it was like it was one of the top beers. And I was like, you know, I, sorry, it's <laughs> it's not it's not doing it for me. But that's okay because you know I was into the uh, the, the beer called F and Great. 
<laughs> I thought it tasted like I thought it tasted like uh, a very local version of uh, Rodenbach Grand Cru. Mm-hmm. And to prove it, we got a Rodenbach Grand Cru, and we're tasting them side by side, and we decided that the that the F and Great was who made F and Great? Uh, the guys from Valley. I want that. Me too. Road trip, Stockton. <laughs> Isn't it in? Uh, Valley Brewing is Stockton, I think. Well, no, well, it's close to Stockton. It's the one in Antioch. Is it not Valley? No. Or is it uh, the one in Manteca? Manteca. That's it's, where it is. It's it's it's. But it was. It used to be the. It used to be some other other brewing, and now it's now it's Valley. Oh, brewing. so Valley took over the place in Manteca. Yeah, yeah. Because the place in Manteca had really good barbecue. They probably it was still an do. old movie theater right in downtown Manteca. What was it called? Ugh, because I like that place. I'd stop there whenever I was, you know. Mike used to work there. But, uh, you know, Manteca is sort of, Manteca is, first of all, Spanish for lard. Um, hey, John's making a face that says, Sam Adams hit another one out of the park with this beer. <laughs> Let me see. Here, I haven't done this yet. Yeah. You, no, okay, so okay, I'm going to talk about play, play yeah, motors uh, doing this. So he's smelling the beer. He's tasting the beer. He took a great big sip there. He's uh, making the Bugs Bunny face. It's got a weird finish. Yeah, it does. It's got a weird... It, it The beginning could, but the finish is weird. Okay, so here's the thing. It's a Pilsner. Uh, the beer is at least six months old. Okay. I'm going to tell you exactly what this tastes like, John. Really? Yes. Because I can do that. I have that We technology. can actually look at the, the day for when it was made. Oh. Enjoy before January 2008. Well, we're enjoying it too late. <clears throat> when were we supposed to enjoy it? Before January 2008. January 2008. Yeah, it says on the side. Well, You would think wild, with all these hops that it wouldn't be a problem. I, I actually... It's not half bad. I, I think it's okay. You know what? It, okay. Oh, it's not that bad. So the second sip grew. The second sip grew it on me. It certainly doesn't. Uh, Pilsner. I, I don't know. I, you know how could you have a I'm Pilsner with this much hops? And it's you know it's not clean. It's not clear like a Pilsner. Hmm. Well, it's probably it's probably less clear because you're using more malt to balance out the more hops. All right, here's what it says on the back. Yes, we're a little obsessed with hops. Every autumn for the last 20 years, I have traveled to one of the oldest hop-growing regions of the world, the Hau Tower region of Bavarian Germany, to hand-select prized noble Hau Tower Middelfrüsch hops. Okay, well, they bulldozed all the Hau Tower fields in the United States. That's why he had to go there. They wanted to make something that had more high alpha acids. Um, we are celebrating these extraordinary hops with uh, our Samuel Adams Howell Tower Imperial Pilsner. This one-of-a-kind brew uses enormous, almost reckless quantities of Howell Tower. There's, once, once again, not available in the United States. And they're stealing copy from Stone. Yeah. <laughs> We're crazy for hops, yeah. <laughs> which give the beer an unmatched flavor dimension. <laughs> so much hops with complexity. Cheers, Jim Cook. 
We should call this beer kangaroo. It's got so many hops. <laughs> John liked that one. <laughs> there was a very funny... Uh, you know, kangaroos would be good on my school. <laughs> there was a great video I came across on YouTube that was a robot chicken thing. And it was a gummy bear that's bouncing through the through the countryside, and it lands in a bear trap. <laughs> and so it just ah, ah, it goes. Well, there's only one thing to do, and it chews its own leg off. It's going. Hmm, this is actually delicious. <laughs> chews off the one leg, goes hopping one leg, takes about two more hops, lands in another bear trap with the other leg. <laughs> Funny. Oh, not intentional, do you think? <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Seth Green is a genius. How is he gonna go how is the bunny how is the how is the the gummy bunny gonna jump into the next trap? Accidentally. No, because he has no hop legs. Gadunk gunk. Gadunk gunk. Well, he still <laughs> has one more organ down there that could probably get him there. <laughs> Yeah, if that was me, I'd be stuck. <laughs> Deprecating is always always good. It doesn't have to hurt. Well, do I want to talk any more about this thing? Uh, oh, here, top... Yeah, I do want to talk about two more things on this list. One of them is is that uh, the number one <coughs> the number one cough in John's throat is happening right now. The number one beer on this list, which is the all time top beers on the planet, is Roquefort Ten. Have you had Roquefort Ten? No, I haven't. Motor, have you had Roquefort Ten? Yes. John, have you had Roquefort Ten? Well, yes, I have. Uh, what did you think of this f- number one rated beer motor? Yeah, pretty much my opinion too. <laughs> yeah, it tastes like beer, <laughs> and uh, and you know part of it is part of it is you know it it has a mystique, much like Coors does back in the seventies <laughs> before they shipped it. Yeah, east of the you know east Rockies, of the Rockies. Yeah. Uh, you know when you couldn't get it from. When, I'm sorry. Put the toy away. Motor, put the toy away. Put the toy down. We're talking about Rogue Fort 10. I've had West Mall 10. You've had West Mall 10. You've had West Mall 10. I have. Remember we drove out, or no, St. Sixtus. Remember we drove out? Yes. The the place is closed and not selling beer at the the, uh, brewery, but across the street we got the beer. Didn't you guys pick up the waitress there? No. That was a different place. That was a different place. That was a different place. This is on one of our trips to this Belgium. This is Belgium. Yes, yes, I remember. Yeah. That was good stuff. 
Yeah. And you can't. That even, was a great. Trip. And you can't even get that beer when you go to Belgium and drive all the way out in the middle of nowhere to the brewery to try and get some. <laughs> so that's a that's rare a beer. beer. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the middle of a field at this <laughs> this brewery. Sorry, no beer for sale today. Storm the castle walls. <laughs> Execute Plan B, John. I'm just going to say, no, Rook Fort Tendel, we've had it a couple of times. I mean, you know, some people go there, they bring them back, they're all proud of the fact that here's this beer, and you open it up, and it's like... <laughs> really? I thought it was going to be funnier than this. Sorry. Well, that's like that movie in Bruges. Yeah. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. The movie? Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. I mean, it was, I good. It was great. Well, I uh, really, maybe. really, really, really like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I thought that movie was great. I haven't seen that one. I have to say that one of the funniest parts of the whole movie was, and it's a, sort of a beer school moment, it's like, here's one gay beer, and here's... <laughs> I love that scene. It's like one gay beer for my gay friend. <laughs> and, and then later in the movie, he comes into the bar and goes, um, one gay beer, please. <laughs> Maybe decided he likes for for all of you who have Belgian beers. <laughs> for all of you guys who haven't seen In Bruges, it's a really easy movie to describe. Two hit two English hitmen have to go into hiding, so their boss sends them to Bruges to hide out. <laughs> And one guy just hates it. He just hates Bruges. He <laughs> hates want to everything. Be there. And Bruges is just so, this fun little pleasant town yes. in Belgium. And he just he hates everything about the town. <laughs> one gay beer. <laughs> <laughs> one gay beer for my friend. <laughs> now, wasn't uh, the Bear of Bruges in on one that's of on the list? On the list now. I, of of uh, beer bars. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, it is. There's one in Antwerp. Tiburgi Bruges is how they. It's I, it's the Dutch. Oh, here it is. Yeah, Tiburgi Bruges, right? Yeah. Bruges, Belgium, number eighteen. Yeah. That you was. We went across the street and had to the uh, Hobbit. Yeah, and had uh, had barbecue. The, the, yeah, the meat platter. The meat platter. It, it, just like Tornado. Good. There's a barbecue place across yeah. the street. Nice. Yeah, take a break from drinking beer. Have some it's meat. Called, it's called the Hobbit. Yeah. And it's decorated with all this Hobbit stuff. Cool. Yeah. Including this one poster that I really wanted to get for a friend of mine who would get a big kick out of it. It's a total nerdy thing. Right on. Roquefort 8. See, it ends up here more. I bet you the Roquefort 12 is on here, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So one of the beers, uh, one of the things. Um, the, here's the problem with this list. Can't get it. Maybe can get it. Possibly can get it. Can't. No. Mm. Oh, but people say that's the problem with our show. I know, but I'm just saying that here's these these top beers, right? Okay, Duval. That's gettable. Old Brass Butin. Hey, that's one of my beers. Um, uh, Bell's Hop Slam. We don't have any of that in there, do we? No. We just have the IPA or the... The IPA. The, it's pronounced IPA. Everybody spells it out. It's pronounced IPA. IPA. Uh, <laughs> uh, 90-minute IPA from Dogfish Head. Been there, Which done is that. way too malty. Where's the hops in that beer? I mean, you're boiling it for 90 minutes, right? Someday they have to do an East Coast, West Coast, uh, like the old East Coast, West Coast rap, you know, wars. Yeah. Do, you know, dress up like some East Coast rappers and some West Coast rappers, mm-hmm. you know, throw down. Um, hop Rod Seven Rye years. is on here. That's one of our local friends. We like 
them. And number 22, which is a big surprise. And part of it is this beer specifically, and we've had it. We had it on the last one. <laughs> you're, um, <laughs> you're just pointing to it, John. No, we had mind. it on the show uh, just recently, and we basically threw it. We threw it under a bus, right? I don't know because and I don't know what arrogant. <laughs> John, it's only funny when the listeners don't know what you're doing. When the Arrog- rest of us don't know what you're doing, it <laughs> yeah. gets really confusing. Arrogant bastard. Oh yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. The on the very That's another thing. A lot of people love it and I'm like, uh, Yeah, right. Uh, it's you know, it's overhopped. It ta- it's in many ways to me it tastes like a mistake sometimes. But whatever, they built they built a great big brewery based on the on the the bastard of it. Doesn't work. You won't like this beer. Yeah, you're a wuss. Doesn't work when you nod. Because we're not on that show. We're not doing mime school. Okay, let's go to a break. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know what we do? You know people people who complain about the show being too long. We, you know, you know, there's a pause button on your iPod, dumbass. Other show. There's other (laughs) shows that go for four hours. Or three hours, or two and a half hours. No, the shortest. Have we checked the time on this one yet, John? No, I haven't. But, but <laughs> the, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's the end of the year rants. <laughs> like you know, the guys on the iTunes reviews are like, "Eh, shitty thing." Eh, Cartman, you gave me HIV. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Have I told you how much I enjoy watching South Park on the internet? It's a cartoon. It's perfect for that. I love it. I always thought it was done with Flash. <laughs> well, it was done with After Effects for a bit of it, and then it went and it moved to a 3D package. Um, I think it was moved to Stoff Damage. The idea being that they could uh, produce a show in a day in, yeah. in near real time. I love that show. All right. Well, anyway, so the homework. The homework is beer. The homework is send us more of these cookies. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They're I really like the cookie. What's our friend's oh, name? Oh, is this cookies? This is. Oh, this is uh, Dave Burnham. Dave, I uh, will put back on my list of uh, hopefully some sometime this year. I'm making it out to wow. the coast. Wow, how can we all use beers from Three Floyds? Um, this is uh, Alpha King Pale Ale. <laughs> Uh, Baltimore is definitely going to at least be a little jump off the train. Exactly. Uh, go to the aquarium. All right. I have some more news. Britain <laughs> celebrates victory. The fabled pints won't be renamed, according to the Associated Canadian Press, from December 16th, <laughs> 2008. Why are the Canadians reporting on a Britain thing? Because America refuses to uh, to, to talk about uh, metric measurements because it's London. London dash British beer drinkers found a measure of good news Tuesday amid a flood of economic downers. The fabled pint won't have to be renamed after a long debate over whether the European Union would force pubs to serve a beer by the half liter. The European Parliament decided Tuesday to let Britain retain the pint, the mile, and the other imperial measurements. That's good because I need to know how far things are apart in Britain. And I can't uh, multiply things by 0.625 to, or by one point, uh, whatever it is, to get my kilometers to miles correct. Yeah. 
The bill scrapes a 2009 <laughs> deadline to end the use of imperial measurements alongside metric units. Minister for Europe, for Minister for Europe, Caroline Flint said the agreement will save British companies additional labeling costs during troubled economic times. Oh, that's just being whiny. She time. called it a victory for the common sense. Copyright C, the Canadian Press, 2008. Like, this, Canadians are going to sue us. Um, Thomas will be most interested in this. You know, the, the pound is tanking. Yes, I've been watching that. I mean, when I went to London last year, it was, it was two, two to bucks. one. And now it's like 160, uh, it's about, 150. About 150, yeah. Unfortunately, the euro is not tanking. Mm. Um, it was for a while. It, well, it's, I mean, it's gone down. It's like 126 or something. Yeah, in the last few days, the. Fed has trashed our dollar with uh, severe interest rate. But uh, to further add insult to injury to the Brits, and this is going to cause this uh, for train dorks everywhere. I have to motors train dork corner. Um, The uh, Brits to raise some money are looking to share to sell their share in the Channel Tunnel. Uh In the uh, in the uh, or in the not the Channel Tunnel in the Eurostar service. Oh, no. the, because the Eurostar is owned jointly between the French, the Belgian, and the English, with the French having the biggest share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Germans are looking to buy the English share of the Eurostar. Ooh. Ah, and the English are still sort of upset about World War II. I mean, people, when I was over there with my friends, uh, people that they worked with would go, why would you want to go to Germany? And so the fact that the Germans are are looking to buy the their share of the Eurostar service, and the Germans also want to start running trains directly from Cologne to London, which for beer drinkers is a great that deal. Would be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, all, uh, uh, Brussels has got this thing going now. <clears throat> it's uh, where you go for bachelor parties now from uh, England because it's so easy to get there on the Eurostar. Yeah. Uh, guys will get, there's a huge influx of uh, English folks that go to Brussels now to go drinking. We've never We did that. that. <laughs> the day trip, we did the day trip. To, we did day we trip, did the trip to, day to Brussels. Trip to Brussels. <laughs> that was great. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you weren't, you were, you were napping with the, with the guys back when, on the way over when Sean and I were in <laughs> We the, got up way too early. When we were drinking Chimay at eight in the morning. <laughs> No, I woke up with a Chimay in front of me, and you come back. No, no, I put it there. There's your drink. <laughs> and then we went straight to uh, a tour of the... Um, we went straight to Cantillon. Cantillon Brewery. That was just great. <laughs> you know, if we, if we left right now, we could be at the Three Floyds in 36 hours. Um, I'm going to say a little longer since it's winter and there's a lot of snow. And there are mountains to cross. Times two. Where is it? It's off of 80. It's off of 80. <laughs> yeah, and 80, look, look, we're half a mile from the end of 80. <laughs> Who's got a car? I don't have a car, but we can uh, buy you a, a You got a couple. Oh, you know what? I, I'm sorry. Although we, we can't take one of the fun ones because there are three of us. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can get a car. I can, and I we're can, not going to uh, put him on my lap. I can call. No, no. I can call, <laughs> I can call my lawyer and uh, she'll give us uh, a car. He's got an all-wheel drive. I do have a... All real... Four seats? Three seats? Oh, yeah. Subaru. Oh, sweet. Although I don't need to call my lawyer. Great snow car. I don't need to call How my lawyer. How take you to scrape the rainbow flag off the back of that? <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you get a lot of women. You get a lot of pairs of women driving up slow to you, looking yeah, over, and you're going, oh, it's a guy. Yeah. It's a guy. It's like, <laughs> What's he guy. doing in that car? It's a guy. He must have borrowed it or something. <laughs> 
It doesn't look like you should be driving the car. <laughs> My other friend traded in his, uh, his. he used to call his the shitbox. And he, he traded in for an Audi wagon that he calls the Scheisekasten, which is German for shit. <laughs> the Scheisekasten. <laughs> the Scheisekasten. Oh, my birthday has a has a name this year, uh, and I just completely it just dropped right out of my mind. Oh, like the, the like your favorite word? Uh, yeah, uh, it's German for a uh, rotting meat party, Gammelfleisch party, Gammelfleisch party, Gammelfleisch party. <laughs> uh, it's the word of the year in Germany. <laughs> That's the word of the year? <laughs> it's what the kids are using to describe any gathering of people over 30. Oh. A rotting meat party. <laughs> Neato. Damn, damn kids. So, um, another reason for my plan for the, how to fix the tornado. Nobody under 30 can go. If you cleared out everybody under 30 at the tornado. Because my problem is, I that's where we should go after the show. Oh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> because my problem is I keep showing up there at, like, you know, normal drinking times, like evening, and it's always packed. And oh. I go, I just have to go back in the afternoon. We'll just go get on the, the T and the N, and we'll, we're there. And then we can get barbecue. Yeah. Good idea. All right. So, so the homework. Go to the Tornado and eat some barbecue. No, so the homework is a couple of things. Um, let's see. Um, we're going to do beer and review. Uh, first part, first part of January. We might even do it next week, but f- for sure, first part of no. It's, it's after our road trip, correct? Right. So we could still do something in before the road trip. We might do the Champagne show if we can pull out a uh, probably a, probably a weekday night. The thing is, is that uh, the Champagne show, mm-hmm. which I really want to do before New Year's, I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think it's going to happen because um, I really want the support of just of a distributor who has more than because i don't want to pay these you don't want to, <laughs> since a bottle of champagne starts at 10 bucks and rapidly inclines from there to 200 bucks right i'm i'm wanting the champagne donated because i'm a cheap bastard that way speaking of arrogant um and you know what we should do then to do some show and, planning and on evil, the air and evil sarah can help us but evil sarah hasn't helped me yet <laughs> good luck <laughs> Wait, something for free from Sarah? She doesn't listen to the show, so I can throw her. Yes. Everything. know you call her evil. Sarah? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. No. oh okay. No. I'm 100 percent truthful with that woman. 100 percent down no, and, to everything. Hear and here's the thing. With here's the thing. She's kind of proud of her, of her nickname. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. I mean, she she sees it as a badge of uh, dishonor. I, I think I almost mistakenly one time said, it's evil Sarah. <laughs> maybe, she, maybe she doesn't know about that name. <laughs> it was when I ran into you over there. And, no, um, no, she she's she totally knows why she's called Evil Sarah. And she's, like I said, she's kind of proud of this, uh, this moniker. Anyway, so anyway, um, on evil, our, out, of, out of all the people that can help with that show, Evil Sarah can pull it off. <laughs> on our beer school road trip, mm. we need to do the tour Corbell. Oh, yeah. America's finest. Because we've... Method Champagnois Because I've, I've done the, the, the tour of Mum, so I'm, you know, edumacated by those guys. Corbell has red champagne. Oh, Corbell is well, well. That's because that's champagne's a, made with red grapes. A lot of people don't really know that. They all they only three quarters squish the grapes. Um, 
my pitch, every probably everybody knows uh, Corbell. Corbell is my hometown's industry. Oh. And if you're buying a $10 bottle of champagne, it's the best $10 bottle of champagne. Oh, you ruined the whole show, Motor. What? <laughs> that was like the secret. Oh, but I was going to say, um, besides <laughs> that, well, I'm just trying to get around. They might have a bad reputation because... They're value priced, but all of their other champagnes that they do that you don't see are really nice. But they only make a little of it, right? Well, champagne's freaking hard to make. You get a two you gotta, day. You're miming again. Well, I'm practicing for my new. <laughs> you, have, you, have to, you have to riddle. You have to riddle the bottles. Yeah. Well, at mom, uh, no, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not gonna, <laughs> the homework is beer. The homework is not champagne. It's beer. The, so the home. So we're going to do beer and review. And so what? Um, in in preparation for that, um, you should send us beer that you enjoyed this year in 2008. That is one of those things. Like, oh my gosh, I wish I could have a case of that. I wish, or I. Was at a festival. I got to try it. I didn't get to. I didn't get enough of it. I couldn't stop drinking it. You know, tell us what those beers were, and tell us what the experience was that led up to that. So, for example, uh, like I said, at the Barrel Age Beer Festival, I got stuck on a recommendation for the beer called for the beer called uh, and Great. And at some point, that's the only beer that I wanted to drink for the entire rest of the day. But yeah, there was all these other, there were 60 other barrel-aged beers. And I'd had, I don't know, I'd tasted 20 thing, twenty of them up until then and had something that I liked and didn't, ha- you know, most of it I didn't like and on and on. But this beer was something that I'm like, yeah, Claudia, how do we get a keg of this? <laughs> well, it was like a year ago at JBF. Um, oh, with uh, Berliner Weiss. Nodding Head Berliner Weiss. Yeah. Did, I met that guy. <laughs> I told the story, didn't yeah. I? Did I tell it on the air? I don't think so. Um, so I'm at Tornado. I'm hanging out, and and uh, and Dave is there. And he's he's saying, hey, how's it going? And Now, know, would this be uh, Mr. Keene, or would this be the guy from Nodding Head? No, this is Ke- Dave Keene. Okay. And he's like, I'm, heading, I'm hanging out. I'm like... I'm like, hey Dave, how's it going? What are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm heading out. I'm heading, hanging out with the guy from Notting Head. He goes, I like this place. I don't have to pay for beers. And I was, <laughs> and I was like, why do I always can, here? can I you can beers, you so. introduce me? He was like, okay, why? I'm like, because we gave him more him his brewery an award last year, <clears throat> and I just want to you know connect. So I go over. And Dave introduces me. I give him my card, and he's like, "Oh, this makes sense now." And <laughs> you know, the, the the cards got you know, my card has the the color version of our logo that was printed on the award the 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 the, the teeter totter thing we gave him. And uh, he was like, "Okay, so you know, this shows up randomly <laughs> out of the blue," and we're like, "What?" Festival did we enter? Where did we enter this beer? How did we get this? You know, what's this? And and how, we don't. 
and uh, you know there was there was a bit of research. There was the the thing he downloads the show, which is uh, beer and review, where where this happens. And you know, Motor talks about drinking this beer and how wonderful it was and the whole thing. He's like, oh, this makes sense. And so they yeah. left. They had it up in the brewery, evidently. Oh, cool. Uh, or not the brewery, but the the bar itself for quite a while. Next to all their bobbleheads. Next to all their bobbleheads, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so... You know, I never figured that out until I went to the pub in Philadelphia. Nodding head. Oh, it's bobble, bobbleheads. <laughs> bobbleheads, yeah. So, um... Wait, anyway. I'm, I'm miming. Anyway, that was, uh, that was that. And it was kind of fun hanging out with him, because, uh... I found... I, I We talked about his brewery, and we talked about, uh... You know, getting awards for beer, and he's like, "We don't enter in anything anymore," and you know, we don't really care because you know we know we make great beer, and you know, it just costs money to do that, right? It's so, like Apple not going to MacWorld. Yeah, about. <laughs> See how easy I can mine. You know what my job is to throw the show off track. Mime. I'm sorry about good job too. <laughs> mime time. You know, it's like ugh. seriously, we're gonna. Well, you know what happened. They got the list of everybody who bought their $25 ticket, and I didn't buy my $25 mm. ticket, and they said, if Motor's not going, we don't need to Just go. Yeah, but when was, the last time you, when was the last time you paid for that show? Oh, I always pay for that. I always pay no, my $25. I usually get in for free. That's because you're a member of the industry, John. Oh, yeah. That show should die anytime though. <laughs> well, no, Seriously, I was the, trade, talking to the somebody, trade show is overrated. I was talking to somebody about it, and they were going, well, what do you think? It probably just means, you know, the usual BS. And I go, no. Last year, a third of the show was iPod condoms. Yeah. And the other third of it was bags. <laughs> yeah. So if you need a little rubbery thing so you don't scratch up your iPod, or what, if you care about things like that. or what, I obviously don't if you've noticed the scratches on my screen. Yeah. Um, that was a third of, literally a third of the show was like doohickeys to go with your iPod. Weird. I'm miming. <laughs> and no, I'm not making butter. <laughs> well, I could be, but not literally. <laughs> you know, if, if if you had a contraption, you could... I wouldn't have to you, do this. No, no. If you, had a, if you had a contraption, you could make butter and do the other thing at the same time. Ew. Ew. Would you like that butter? <laughs> No, you wouldn't. So why would you want me to have that butter? I'm just saying you could make butter yeah. and and I could probably save my poo and harvest methane from it to power my apartment. Okay, but I'm not okay, going to. Okay, wait, wait, no, no, no. Okay, so you brought it up. I just want to it's say it's the wacky morning zoo. <laughs> I just I just want to say this that when JP speaking of beer and review, we're going to talk a little bit. I'm going to play the song when we do this. But JP singing "Save Your Poo in a Jar." <laughs> off of uh, at the BN third anniversary party <laughs> that's off of Hasey Dixie's second album I just want to say it was a bit too real <laughs> that's Hasey Dixie's like, like second it, album he sang it with a bit too much enthusiasm and it's like you know what I can see JP doing that Hasey Dixie should have <laughs> given up after the first album I'm glad I was not there yeah Anyway, it was in Napa. Save your poo in a jar. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Napa. I have to find that bit. Hey, I got a high school law reunion coming up this coming year. You know, I've not gone to the 20 or my 25. 
Uh, I've been every five years. <laughs> Wanted to go to my twenty-five, but they didn't tell me until it was a week before. Oh yeah, because you're 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 ahead of me. So twenty-five would have been last year, right? Yeah, yeah. That would have been this year, two thousand eight. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. By the way, we're at that strange time of the year where I'm calling everything now last year. Right. That's why I think I had that problem with the. By the way, oh, this is last year. This yeah. year's thirteen months old. <laughs> bah. Yeah. By the way, this should have had been in January. So we should have this at Macworld last year. What the hell were we thinking? Um, <laughs> what were we thinking? No, it got put into the it got put into the cavern, right? Virtual yes. fries, forgotten about. CEO goes, you got to clean all this crap out of the. Fine, found the beer. I wouldn't want to see her mad. No, <laughs> that's not a good thing. It means we can't podcast anymore. I'm the I'm the resident. I'm school. I'm the resident. I'm the resident manager of my building. We could set this up in the storage room and build it in my building. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> I need a new studio. So um, so uh, the homework is beer. So part like I said, part of your homework is tell us tell us the beers, and it can be two or three, one whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, but tell us the beer that really took you by the balls and said, "I want you to love me." Okay, I'm miming the <laughs> grabbing you by the ball. I'm just trying to figure out what I can say to get the show back on track. <laughs> Whatever. Love me. <laughs> Love me. Love <laughs> me. Is there any more? Oh, wait, I have bells. I have this awesome expedition stout. Bolt. <laughs> right. I'm going to go back to watching YouTube. I'm, you just get, carry on with the show. I'm going to go back to All watching right, TV. Part two of the homework. Part two of the homework, because there's usually more than one homework part, and that is... That's because we're tough teachers, and we don't grade on a curve. And we don't even grade. Oh, yes, we do. I do in my mind. <laughs> that was me grading. <laughs> oh, you're lucky you left the room, Thomas. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so what's the other part of the homework, John? The other part of the homework is, is that... Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, don't drink and drag for your New Year's party. That's part of your homework. Yeah, that's part of your homework. Please don't do <laughs> what that. What is it? Uh, respect the 13 or whatever the thing the CHP does every year? Respect what 13? It's the 13 days around Christmas and New Year's uh, and you whatever. Know, this is they, just a bad time to drive. Right? It is. You know, make the GFC drive. Make the W drive. Make the, the XGF drive. Make your... BF drive, whoever, right? Uh, it's the cab driver. Make the cab Make driver the cab drive. drive. But don't, cab driver likes to drive and tip your cab driver. Tip your cab driver because you know what? Gas is cheaper now than it was. Anyway. <laughs> no, tip your cab driver. Don't drive. It's a dumb thing to do. It's not worth it. I know it's an industry in Minnesota, Colorado... Chicago. I used to work in Chicago. Oh. That's another pride and joy. All right. So the other part of the homework is, I don't know, send us cookies. Okay. That's it. No, I don't have any other prepared homework. Just, you know what, let us Go out and hug your favorite brewer. How's that? No, go hang out at at your local brewery. That's that's (laughs) good homework. I don't know. Support them through the recession. Yeah. 
There was a. We need to link to that. Uh, it's the Pride and Joy again. Uh, Channel Two did a story, and they interviewed Roger <laughs> at Triple Rock. It was I about. Was oh there. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Were you there? When they uh, fell? D- hours, bo- just an hour after they left. I, but I saw, I saw it on the. Uh, the entire bar just like <laughs> went silent so we could watch it on the TV. <laughs> and there's Raj. And uh, yeah, yeah. he, he was uh, evidently he had yeah. he was actually filtering that day for real. So he had something to do that made him look like he was actually doing something. Oh, so it wasn't he wasn't acting like he was. No, he was that was, was really, that was yes, really filtering. Right? He was like, now I got to filter this beer. So if you want to film me while I'm doing that, <laughs> go go right ahead. Here's my butt. <laughs> but that's a, that might be enough. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I, there's yeah. good homework. Go find Roger's butt on the internet. <laughs> That's not hard. <laughs> well, no, it's not hard, but I can't. It's no fun if I tell you where the uh, the Roger butt is. Oh, I have. You know, I've got. Um, oh. I, I'm back on expedition. Here. Well, we forgot to read the back of the expedition. We're not all, model. We don't have to be sherry, sherry, sherry. Here's a time. beer that thirsts for travel, holding up impressively under the rigors of any journey. At the same time, it's perfectly content to sit quietly in your cellar. Aging and improving while you wait for the moment that it seems perfectly appropriate for its consumption. That's like my last girlfriend. Sat in the cellar till she was ready to be consumed. <laughs> and aging. It was like that cartoon that I saw today that I showed you. Oh, it's in here. The cartoon that you haven't showed me yet. No, I showed you this cartoon. <coughs> no, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. This one. Down in the lower left corner. Oh, you did. Eight tiny rain. Yeah. <laughs> I like the one. It's uh, brevity. <laughs> uh, brevity that's uh, in the Chronicle. It's one of the single panel strips. And it's up over the urinal right now at, uh, at 21A. And it's most of the time the guy, the, the, the character is this cute little dog. And it's always different situations. It's not like it's about the dog. The guy always does dogs in his comments. And the dog is hiding behind the stone fence, quivering. <laughs> and the man on the other side, the, the bubble is something like, no, 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 this is a checkup. They only do that other procedure once. Ooh. <laughs> and... Uh, Shout out to my favorite. I, I've got two questions about the. I've got three things about the comics. I'm going to talk about the comics now. Um, what the hell has happened to Get Fuzzy? Oh, that comic used to be great, and now it's just like, what the hell are you doing? Uh, uh, Pearls Before Swine is brilliant, 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 brilliant. And if you don't see it in your local paper, go look up Pearls Before Swine. It's fantastic. Where does that guy live? Uh, Santa Rosa. No way. Yeah. Oh, we should go. We should have him on the show. And no, 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 because he would be awesome. I bet. And, uh, and you might you might think people are going to have definite opinions about me when I say this. I'm sort of enjoying the old Peanuts reruns. Uh, You know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, here's the. This is interesting. Charles Schultz. Is he living in Santa Rosa? Yeah, yeah. He built the ice rink. Snoopy's Home oh, Ice, the Redwood Empire Ice Arena. The Pearls Before you, uh, Swine guys in, is in Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa? Yeah. We should invite him on a road trip. <laughs> no, or meet him there. Meet him at Russian River. Yeah, meet him at Russian River. Okay. We'll get the intern working on that. Yeah, no, no, no. Have the intern. Yeah, or not intern. Uh, uh, engineer, producer. What is her title? I don't know. Engineer? We haven't titled her. We haven't titled I think her. It's yet. engineer. Uh. 
She could be the the assistant producer. Uh, No, no. Well, we stripped our producer of her title. I know, but she could be the new producer because the the stuff that I got Uh was concise. I learned lots. I learned it fast. I was like, okay, uh, now I know what I need. (laughs) No, I know know what I need to do that show. So, uh, Matt, this is back to that email from that guy. Yes. He wants to meet up with us in... uh, Around the time of your birthday, you would have to say our that. local down here is O'Brien's. No, sorry, we that is very good. You've pulled the entire show full circle, John. And we're well entrenched in beer culture of San Diego, but we're not quite beer geeks, I don't think. You know, that's an interesting thing to say because I thought that O'Brien's was a very geeky bar, but it was also packed with people who were drinking not amazing things. You know, very Budweiser-ish, very clickish. I've never of. been to O'Brien's. Like I, I know said, where it is. I Googled it. It's next to a bunch of car dealers. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And the only reason that I was there was somebody else was driving. Anyway. I like Pizza Port He talks beach. about, uh, we Their frequent all the, all the well-known beer established in towns, including O'Brien's, Hamilton's, the Tornado, Pizza Port, Lost Abbey, Flyers Club, and San Diego Brewing Company, as well as many less well-known places. And see, this is the thing. This list right here. Carl Strauss is not on that list. No. Hamilton's is the place that I would think that would be on this list. Is Hamilton's in Pacific Beach? Hamilton's is down the street from Tornado. Okay. Oh yeah, I know. This is I forgot. Almost. This is the other part of the other this is the other part of your homework. The other part of your homework is this. So Sunday, February the uh, Have we come up with a date for that yet? Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's Sunday. It's February, but it's not the 8th. It's like the 6th. I'm going to look this up on my calendar. And the thing to do is, you, if, you, if you're in California, you have no reason not to book this trip. Of course not. <laughs> what do you mean, of course not? Well, people know what I mean by that when you explain what the trip is. Right. So here it is. It's, uh, it's uh, Sunday, February the 8th. So we're gonna be we're gonna open Toronado in San Diego, and I think they open at ten, maybe twelve, something like that. Um, and this whole thing may be they open at twelve. They open late. Okay, so they open at twelve. So we're gonna be there at noon or thereabouts on on uh, su- on Sunday, February the eighth. We're going to be there for a number of hours, and we're going to catch a plane, fly back to San Francisco in time to close Toronado in San Francisco. Francisco. Ah. That shouldn't be hard. I mean, uh, no, it's totally easy to do. Yeah, you're in, right, Thomas? Uh, Put down your beer. (laughs) (laughs) i remember that time thomas just don't put your beer down (laughs) yeah and if you're not coming pay up for that sandwich i bought you but (laughs) 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 but uh no we're so it it's it's open tornado in san diego closed tornado in san francisco this is the beer school second anniversary party it's actually a long pub crawl but there you go I think I can make that. And uh, I think if you book the flight now, you should be able to get it for the Southwest Fun... Virgin? Oh, yeah, Virgin would work. Virgin. 
<laughs> Virgin would work too. We should do Virgin. Their planes are purple on the inside. They change colors. They do? Yeah. And you can text people from your seat. That's true. You can find the hot chicken seat. F28. F69. <laughs> There's no 69 seats on a 737. On an A320. Yeah. Anyway, so that's it. Um, that's your homework. Go book a flight. The sun is setting, John. What? I know. <laughs> God. Damn it. Yeah, over the left tit of of uh, Twin Peaks. <clears throat> Tamil Pies is much sexier than Twin Peaks. Because <clears throat> it's more like a D cup, and this is Twin Peaks is more like a C. <laughs> Should we mime the end? Should we mime the end of the show? Seeing how we're celebrating my new my new show, that's really uninspired. <laughs> it's getting dark. <laughs> we, gotta, we, we gotta do the end of the show again. Because the, the mime, sh- the mime version of the end of the show, didn't work. All right, we only have one last thing to say on beer school, and that is what is that, John? Class, Class dismissed. Missed. You missed is right. My job to peak the meters. <sighs> Good beers. This is right. this was a great set. Yeah, it was. You need yeah. to get we have stuff uh, out of the closet we have, more often. Well, I even like the Sam Adams. We bad. have uh, Rick Seismore, possibly Sizemore. Uh, I don't remember. Possibly a Kasich. But you met him at the OBF. Yes. So this was his box. Rick Kasich was at the OBF. No, no. <laughs> this was uh, this was Rick's box of beer. What supermarket? And I and I apologize to Rick. To? I forget. It was. One super, yeah, one of the swimsuit models. Yeah. Uh, port, uh, port of, anyway, yeah. I have to apologize to Rick because this beer got lost. These things happen. I know. Uh, <coughs> it's the after show, so I can do that. Yes, you can. Yes, I may. God, I've learned a lot from this show this year. What did you learn? I learned that I really need help doing it. On the fifth day of Kwanzaa. What kind of help? Um, helping produce the show, just getting the show ready to go. You know, just the, like, for example, the champagne show is an example. Yeah. Like, for me to research that is going to take, would, would have taken, I would have got lost in that. I would have spent two weeks figuring this thing this thing out. And uh, uh, the research that Honoré did, you know, it's basically three pages of the stuff that I needed to know. And I, I read through it. It took me about half an hour. I read it really quickly at first, and then I went through the rest of it, half an hour, and then uh, digested it, like you know, let it bake in my head for a while, and then went back to it and really got into it. And it's like, you know, this is this is what I should have when when a show comes up. I should have the. You know the quotes, the questions, the the stats, the figures, the things, so that it, 
you know, that it's not just this. No, there was nothing wrong. <laughs> no, there was nothing wrong with this. The, the, you know, part of the thing is, is that the beer always makes the show, right? If we have a really good set of beer, it you know kind of writes itself. As long as, and if there's something specific about it, then we need to know about those things. Um, like what was the last year of operation of the Mayfield Brewery? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you ask about it. <laughs> That'll be another show, Thomas. No, and the thing is, is that the Mayfield Brewery show, and you know, I have to say, uh, I really appreciate having been told as you were discovering these things about this brewery because uh, it's a fascinating story. It's not that fascinating. But it's, it's, no, no, no. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's you know, from yeah. from a his from you know, it's about specific history. Yeah, and specific history is interesting to a point in that it's um, specific. Well, no, it it that it, it add it brings context back to a place that I already knew about, right? Uh-huh. So in this case, California Street in Palo Alto, yeah. which wasn't called Palo Alto at the time, right. right? And so when you see, yeah, there was a brewery that was parked here, and it was at the end of the street, and here's where this was, uh-huh. and this was a community, and a hundred years ago, and you look at this. From a t- looking at that from a today spec perspective, it's like, oh, I understand why this thing exists. I get why this street is like this is. I understand why this housing development over here is like it is. You know, it, it kind of put it, it doesn't make sense unless you have that breadcrumb yeah, in, 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 yeah, into the it, past. It, 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 yeah, it tells you about how that neighborhood makes sense. Right. And, and but it, I think I learned a lot from kind of looking into this myself in that, um, you, you know, there's this, uh, there's this idea that, uh, you know, that there are all these, well, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, there, there's this, all these all these small breweries ran in that time frame because it was just a very local thing. Yeah. It's much more akin to, um, and I think the reason why I had so much trouble researching it is that, um, it's akin to sort of like the bakery on the corner, right? Or, or you know, a coffee shop or a bakery now. Right. In that, try to if a hundred years from now you're trying to get the history of some bakery that ran on the corner of you know Harrison and and whatever and whatever for forty years, you know, forty years is a long time, right? But then a hundred years after it's closed, there's nobody, not going to be much record. Nobody of some gives bakery. a shit. It's right. just the lo- it was just the corner bakery, just like right. there is in every town. And, and breweries were like that back then. There's a there's a dozen breweries in in uh, up and down the peninsula. Yeah. Well, I mean, and San Jose had three or four. I've been thinking, you know, if I really want to get yeah. into this, I'd start looking those. The up. Uh, anchor was originally around the corner from where I live. Oh right, in North if Beach? you it, it, in uh, on, oh, well, yeah, on, was, on Russian Hill. Yeah, there was a dozen in San Francisco. As <laughs> right. matter of fact, there's a guy. I, I should look him up sometime and 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 get to know him who cl- claims to be sort of the collect all the memorabilia and an expert on all the San Francisco breweries uh, of that time frame. Do you know that guy's name? I, He's my, a dentist. That's all I remember. Oh, yeah, I don't know that guy. Um, but you know what? Uh, 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 Ken? Ken knows. Ken knows him. Ken? Ken Hartunian. I'm he's sure. in it. He's in it. Twenty uh, one A all the time. He's he's like uber beer junk collector. Tall guy, curly he hair. Collect, he collects and trades uh, beer memorabilia, 
and yeah, he, that's and a big, he uh, and he you know he basically turned me on to the I mean who uh, who knew that this was a subculture you know he's I because I didn't know right who knew that this was a subculture that you know people have a convention around that people go and hang out and they know each other and you know if you're looking for a, something specific they go oh you should go talk to Rick because Rick totally does he's the line and Google he's the he's the line and Google guy. guy he's got all the line and Google stuff you yeah know. okay I know what you mean. and yeah and uh, you know to go over to Ken's house and see basically this crap yeah right because it is yeah, it's a bunch it, it, you know there's, there's 50 n- years from now you've got an immortal IPA coaster I've got seven what do you want? Fifty bucks each. Okay. Yeah. Right. And, and, it, and it's the stuff that's you know it's lost to time, except for you know some guy who was a distributor or some guy who was a who whose father was you know owned the brewery. You know they're cleaning out the yeah they're cleaning out the basement right. Yeah. There's, There's like a whole bunch of boxes that were there, yeah. and somebody goes, "Holy shit! This is a treasure trove of awesome." Well, there's the story, and this is getting long for the after show, but. Uh, one uh, bartender at Twenty First Amendment found two old uh, beer cans or bottles oh, this is, in yeah, like yeah. the upper weird back corner of her closet that she didn't know was there that had been there forever, and they were worth over a thousand dollars each. Wow! Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Ken, Ken, well, what happened? And this is amazing. She gives one of them to the bar. And it's sitting up on the it's sitting up on the the over the front over door. the front door right just sitting there do do do, and Ken is sitting there at the bar and he's looking at going, and his jaw drops <laughs> to the floor and he's speechless for about twenty minutes because he's like, <laughs> he knew because he knew what it was. What it was. And he's just sitting there. And he, so then he asks, you know, he's trying to, you know, be, of course, he doesn't want to raise attention to what this is. And he finds out that there's another one of them. And he's like, that's an MO right there. You know, because he's kind of blown away by this. And so he was like, you know, he gives an offer, like, I'll give you 100 bucks for the can, knowing full well that he's going to make a lot more, but he doesn't know how much he's going to make. And uh, you know, trades that can off, and then ends up giving uh, its its finder, uh, you know, some of the profits of that. But uh, you know, an incredible, you know, the subculture of of crap is, you know, it and you know, it could never have been fueled, or would have the same uh, interest unless a thing like eBay or the internet or. You know, the stuff yeah, existed right. because otherwise it's a bunch of print ads that are being mailed around and it's not nearly it's not nearly the same awesome. And once a year at a at a at a roadside holiday in uh, yeah, banquet Bethes- room in, in, in Bethesda uh, or in like rural Pennsylvania. Yeah, right. You know, wherever it's cheap because these guys are like I've got to drive my, you know, U-Haul. Yeah, we got to go to Reading. We're going to Reading this year. For yeah, we're convention. going to Reading. Like, Reading, like, Pennsylvania. Reading, Reading's good. Like, you know, like because I can drive there. Like, take the U-Haul and. Next year it's Fort Wayne. <laughs> Next year it's Fort Wayne. <laughs> Five hundred miles closer to my house. Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne. <laughs> my uncle. My uncle does something like that with. He collects Vespa scooters. And they have little conventions like that. Right, but but that's the thing with all this is that everywhere you go, no matter what 
walk of life, you know, like collecting vintage computers or collecting vintage uh, joysticks or microphones or beer bottles or coaster, whatever it is. I got a big 20-inch box. You do? Yeah. Hey, speaking of vintage <laughs> computers, you really missed out though, when you didn't. We, uh, we went to um, the computer history museum. Uh, you know what? I was Sorry having. Sorry, didn't make it. I, we'll do it again sometime. Sure. Yeah, but uh, I, the Babbage engine thing is probably going to be gone in the next few months. Really? Yeah, I think uh, the time's almost coming up. Where are they going to move it to? Uh, Nathan Mirvold's living room. <laughs> What? Yeah, you know the Nathan Miro paid for the whole. I thing. know, but why is it gonna live there? There's no does the guy's no dork. He just no, he does likes, no. He it's gonna be right next to his full size sculpture of a Tyrannus Rex. A T Rex. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know what? The guy. The guy. The, the guy. The, the guy is Looney Tunes yeah. because to have that as a Looney Tunes. I know, but to have that as a piece of art in your in your room That's doesn't exactly do, doesn't why. tell anybody a story about what that is. Yeah, but he was awesome. kind enough to let the Computer History Museum have it for a year, and um, yeah, but they got it working there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had the impression you know, that I, I had the impression I, that it was going to live there. They may try to talk him into another year or something like that. It's all up for it's all up for negotiation, right. I'm sure. But they found you know, the cutest intern. So yeah, I mean, you, but Nathan, the, the guy, I don't know the guy very well, but his reputation is not very good no. in terms of like you know he's just kind of. A, all right. Well, I'm going to have I'm going to tell one last story, and then we're going to let the kid do his thing. So, um. <clears throat> um <laughs> One night, we're hanging out at 21A, and Thomas says, hey, check this out. This is what I've been working on. And he goes, and he says, go to this webpage. And so I go to this webpage, and here's this picture of a piece of hardware. Here's some source code. Here's this thing. And it's this it's this Apple II that you've emulated in an ASIC. In an FPGA, yeah. In an MPGA. And it was... A mind blow because, like, why would you? Why would in the whole wide world would you pick that to emulate? Like, why I, wouldn't you do an FPO eight, right, or eight hundred eight? I just I needed a project because I had just gotten this evaluation board and I, I needed to brush up my skills and you know designing FPGAs, which I used to do, you know, and I haven't done it like a while. I know what it's an like, FPGA yeah, is. So, you know, it's like you gotta. <laughs> I needed a project, and so this just came to my head. And I thought, oh, you know, I can. So Thomas shows me this thing, and I'm like, "We got to tell Waz." <laughs> so somehow John. So I'm like, we got to tell Waz. We got to Steve, Steve Wozniak's email address. So I'm right, like, while we're sitting at the bar. So I'm like, I'm like, I break up my my computer, and I'm like, I'm like. I email somebody who I know is going to know Steve's direct email yeah. address. And I get the answer back in like 30 seconds. And so then we email then Waz. We email Steve Wozniak. We email Steve Wozniak. And we get an email back in like. About a half an hour. Yeah. Roughly about, yeah, it took about half an hour. Half an hour to And hour. what did he say? It was like. Said, oh, hey, that's cool. Scary fast or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then we then you sent him a, a reply back and he goes oh I bet you didn't get the disk timing to work yeah and I, I or whatever like it was I understood what what he meant yeah that, yeah the disk because yeah, it was an it was you it know, isn't clocked the right speed. it was the analog function that and then these two guys in dark shades on Segway showed up outside twenty one a pretty much <laughs> walk out the door no, we, we, yeah we, <laughs> but it was, we we went out the back door <laughs> but it was a total geek moment because oh, it was the geek because you know here it was like. 
I got to tell Waz. But I don't have his email address. <laughs> and so so then I emailed, got the got the you know, the one that went to his uh his iPhone or his Blackberry or whatever technology that's in his pants. And <laughs> uh, when I saw him like a year and a half or two years ago at the World Trade Club, yeah. he had uh he had dark glasses that had built in like a cell phone in his glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Bluetooth sunglasses. Right. Something's right. So but it's still in his pants. But if he had the Babbage engine, I think he'd let it live in a museum. I, yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I think you're right. I, I have to say that, that you know, <laughs> brass and steel and aluminum and all those, you know, all that, that should just live there. Just to move it again, they're going to have to recalibrate it. They're going to have to fix it again. They're going to have to do all that stuff that was broke because it got, you know, because it worked in England when they, and then they... They yeah, boxed they it, it and put it. They got they put it here. It on a plane and it got banged up a little bit. Yeah, and they, and, uh, they you know they cranked it here and it, you know didn't add one plus one anymore. Yeah, they they had a few. Yeah, they had a few glitches here and there and worked on them for. So. <sighs> well, anyway. but it's still early. I mean, you know, maybe he'll change his mind, let him have it for another year. I, I'm I'm sure they're going to be pulling pulling the because it's actually been it's been quite a draw for the Computer History Museum. They. Um, Get people in there and get people to know it's there, and, and, yeah, you know, and they want to expand the the um, uh, the exhibits into a new space. And it's cool. Know, I hope it all works out for them. Yeah, well, it's in the it's in the old SGI building off of 101 that has no straight walls. You're right. It doesn't. I've there's not one. That. There was not one. You're right. Ninety, you know, parallel wall <laughs> in the whole place. It's yeah, all curvy. It's a crazy space. Yeah. Do you know who designed that? Was that Studios? Don't know, no. Um, yeah. And uh, like at the time, everybody was like, "Why are you building this building? This is no one's ever going to want to ever use this ever again." Who knew the computer museum? That's really funny, kid. 